It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This is Skyline Chili Cincy 360, about Cincinnati from Cincinnati. Sponsored in part by Skyline Chili. Stop by Skyline Chili for a three-way or cheese coney today. Feeling good? It's Skyline time. This well, the is ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Well, the church store called, and they're running out of you. All right, there we go. A little early on the trigger there. little early on the trigger there, Austin. Welcome in, Cincy 360. Your Tuesday edition, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of our good friends at Skyline Chili. Happy to be with you for the next three hours as we navigate all throughout the Cincinnati sports landscape from the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll talk some Bearcats. We've got the Xavier Musketeers opening up Big East home play tonight against uh, Seton Hall. You'll hear a little bit of, uh, of Sean Miller. We, of course, have talkbacks. Phone lines are already open today, 513-749-1530. This, this normally feels like my Monday because while I get to come in on Mondays and, and talk for a, an hour or, or so about the, the Cincinnati Bengals, I don't get any of the talkbacks. I don't get the full three-hour experience. So this is my normal Monday. It is a little bit different this week, though, for the Cincinnati Bengals because – they play Saturday, which means what? this week is already it's already different. It's hectic. And Austin, correct me if I'm wrong, means Joe Burrow is actually speaking to the media at like 6 o'clock tonight? Yeah, hmm. 6 o'clock tonight. Why? Uh, I don't know. Is this something Mo well, put in place as well? No, I, I was told the reason why. I just don't know that I'm allowed to say. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have that that we've got to get to. We've got a, a look at Monday Night Football last night. Bum, 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 bum. Dun, 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 dun. Um, do you remember the commercial that they used to do for Monday Night Football? And it was for GMC, and all the trucks were in the cul-de-sac, and they would honk their horns to the tune of the Monday Night Football? Yes. Man, good times. And the whole marketing and promotions thing used to be, is it Monday yet? Mm-hmm. That's when Monday Night Football felt like the biggest game in town. Yeah, not uh, the Green Bay Packers and the Los Angeles Rams. The who? Yes. Eliminated from playoff contention, Los Angeles Rams. Although I think when when you're putting the schedule together, you're you're pushing this as defending Super Bowl champs versus back-to-back MVP, Lambeau in December. You probably thought this was going to be a decent game. Undeniably. But yikes. Mm. The path that those two teams have taken to this point of the season. Baker Mayfield. Who? Bakel? Bakel. We've got uh, some college hoops that we'll get to. How about the scenes from Argentina? 
you want to talk about a victory parade. Buenos Aires. A championship parade. Bottle that up. We need a, we need a championship in Cincinnati. Could you imagine the streets around Fountain Square or around the banks mm. for a championship parade? Mm. We'd probably be able to cover it. Uh, I don't know about that. What do you mean? I mean, you don't. Ex- you were probably not gonna. We probably wouldn't do that. Interesting. I, th- I figured we'd like be on one of the floats. No, I think there's a very <laughs> slim chance of that happening. Yeah, there's a very slim chance of us being at the parade. Okay, know, broadcasting to begin with. Well, the the fact that we're talking about a parade as a realistic thing in Cincinnati shows how far we've come. Mm. How about that? Uh, before I get into anything else, I need to uh, I need to address the elephant in the room, or the zebra in the room, Elliot. Last night, uh, released his second feature film. Yeah. Uh, this film was entitled The Quarterback Quandary. Yeah. And I should have known by the quarterback quandary, the word quandary, what this was going to entail. I thought it was very interesting from the start that Elliot did this documentary on my career while also never interviewing me about said career. Mm -hmm. So no opportunity to dispute anything. Uh, There were some highs and lows of this. And if you haven't seen this yet, and you have no idea what I'm talking about, uh, head to Twitter, uh, look up E-Train513. I just retweeted it. And you will be able to see Elliot's feature film. Now, I always thought Elliot and I were pretty close. I thought there was a respect there. Uh, I thought there was a level of uh, professionalism there. Mutual admiration society. I also thought the same thing with some of my coworkers. Mm. Uh, I have to say, Austin, I thought out of the three that were interviewed, I thought you were the most positive. Oh, thank you. Even though essentially you were negative. Um, I thought Taryn picked a very poor time to discuss a basketball game. Right. Um, in in using Rick Uccino as as some sort of battering ram. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that he beat Rick meant that he was next in line to play me. Yeah, uh, I thought that was, I was in poor taste by Taryn. Mo Egger didn't even know who he was talking about. Mm-hmm. He thought he was actually talking about Rocky and his career at the station. Um, I thought you were hit or miss. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know why you weren't centered on the camera. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I received some sort of, you know, message about... Um, being afraid because, I mean, apparently NFL Network was on in the background, mm. and he was afraid that Roger Goodell would toss out the video. Oh, okay. For like a, a some sort of, a, I don't know, a copyright situation. Now I get it. Yeah. Now I get it. Um, so your, your piece wasn't that bad. Thanks. Uh, Elliot then reached out to some former teammates of mine. Uh, Danny Milligan, who, uh, obviously friend of the show, listens to the show, former teammate of mine, say next bomber. Does he really listen to the show? Sure. I thought, I thought Danny Milligan was, was honest in everything he said. I, the way I got through training camp was drinking as many Mountain Dews as possible. (laughs) Some had coffee, some used energy. If I'd known about Voke back then, I would have never had to have Mountain Dew, but it wasn't around. Right. So I I lived for a couple years at training camp off Mountain Dew and spaghetti. Threw some cheese on the spaghetti. They had some great dinner rolls up there. Nothing Danny said was was out of line, other than the fact that that he he admitted how many other teammates looked up to me and my habits. 
about getting where where you need to go. Because at the time, you said they looked up to you. Yeah, looked up to me about what not to do. Oh, as far as eating, oh. I thought it was it was in my best interest to set that example. What I thought was interesting about what Danny said was how little things have changed. Correct. Now you do still use uh, you evoke energy more than you Mountain Dew, but you still drink an ungodly amount of Mountain Dew. Mm. And your your eating habits are quite quite frankly they're they're concerning. Yeah. New me in the new year. Sure. Yeah. New me in the new year. Uh, Gary Barnage. I thought had the best piece of, of the whole film. Yeah, Gary looked nice, clean shaven. Yes. Like he was very well put together. Just woke up. I uh, played tight end. He was wrong about the Louisville comment, but he was right that I threw very catchable passes. He was also correct in the fact that I never really got a chance in Carolina. That's true. If you're asking me about what I took away most from the 10 minutes that Elliot put together, it was that Gary Barnage said, I never got a fair chance. Mm-hmm. And I will now take that and I'll lead with that. Most often. Elliot was wrong in, in how many passes I threw in the NFL, even though I feel like we've corrected this numerous times. And I thought Armand Benz, who I consider a dear friend, took a knife and threw it right into my back. I mean, the amount of times I've thanked Armand Benz over the course of, of, uh, of the Pike to Benz memories has been Unbelievable. And for him to get on there on a feature film and make those accusations, Austin, uh, it almost led to me tossing my phone out the car. Have you spoken with Armand since this? I have not. Mm. This could drive a wedge right through that relationship. But all in all, what would you grade Elliot's second feature film? Um, I, I, I'm going to be honest with him. I would assume he's listening because he's a big fan of it. Uh, of the show, yeah, I didn't find find it as funny as as the previous one. Wow, I thought there were some failed attempts at humor. Maybe I don't understand. I thought he could have used better pictures of me. I thought, well, I think that's fair. Um, <laughs> I I wasn't sure if the bad editing was mm. part of the joke. Wow, and there were times when it just went on for too long. Yeah. And, you know, they teach us in school when you come up in this business, mm. various parts of, of the business, that whatever you're going to say or whatever you're going to produce, make it, you know, cut it in half wow. and then cut it in half again. You know, I think Elliot's... I think Elliot would have been better off with a three to four minute video rather mm. than 10. Um, but I, I love the effort that he's put forth. He, uh, he got a lot of positive reviews online outside of our guy Ken from the Lex. Oh, really? Who who sent to, to Elliot, is that it, question mark? Lame. That's a good point. So shout out to Ken from the Lex for having my back. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Elliot for all the work that he put in on that. Yeah. I would grade it a 7 out of 10. I'd give seven him a 7 out of, 10. out of 10 on Rotten Tomato. Okay. That's just that's my grading that's a process. Better, that's, I think it's a better grade than I would Shout given. out to Elliot. Again, if you want to find it, Austin, at Audiomore just retweeted it. Mm-hmm. Let's keep that going as long as possible. Monday Night Football last night, Austin. The Green Bay Packers keep their over-total and playoff hopes alive. Uh, How much of last night's game did you watch? Because I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch most of it. I found myself, for one of the first times this year, interested none. Not any any part of that game last night interested me. Um, It was just, none of, like, those two teams are just blah to me. There's not a lot of storylines. I'm kind of over the Baker thing. 
I want to see a little bit of what Aaron Rodgers can do. I don't obviously I don't think the Packers are a playoff team, but it just wasn't an exciting game last night. Yeah, I didn't watch it closely, but I had it on basically the entire time and for for like the whole game, I should say. I think I went to bed with like 2 minutes left. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the most exhilarating Monday night football game. And I did uh, I did first quarter Manning cast. Yeah. And then I did Buck and Aikman the rest of the way. You didn't make it for Lil Wayne in the fourth? No. I didn't either. Um, college hoops last night. It wasn't a banner night on the hardwood. Although I, for whatever reason, gave the lock of the night last night of, of South Florida beating, I believe it was Hofstra. Mm-hmm. They did and covered. That made it a 2-0 and locks of the night-night. Um, there is a better college basketball slate tonight, including the Xavier Musketeers, who are back in action tonight at home, kicking off their home schedule of Big East play. We're going to get to that. Uh, and much, much more. And tonight, your Chicago Bulls are back after giving up 150 in their last game. Mm-hmm. They're going to head to Miami to see if they can cut down on that number a little bit. Uh, I have a feeling they won't. Okay. We have a uh, the next lineup of bowl games happening today. Uh, if you're following along with bowl bowl season, just doesn't have the same luster, right? I don't. I've never really cared for bowl season okay. that much. I mean, I like the big ones, and that's it. Well, and, I, and I think it, it's. I think all these bowls are stupid. And it's weird because here in Cincinnati, years and years ago, you know, when when I was growing up or, or around the team, it was like you celebrated six wins because that meant you were going to play in a bowl game, <laughs> and now. You know, six came and went this year, and no one said a word because expectations have changed. So, I th- I do think that hurts the bowl games a little bit. Like today, famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Eastern Michigan, San Jose State. Our guy Rocky Boyman on the call. The RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, mm-hmm. Liberty in Toledo. Yeah. Well, when you have a bunch of bowls for no reason. Yeah. What do you think it ultimately? Becomes, it becomes less interesting. What do you and think then, ultimately happens that, with bowls? When you have guys that are going to go to the National Football League mm-hmm. and there's uh, no reason to play in the bowl game to begin with, then it's just going to be less and less interesting. What comes of bowl games with the expansion of the college football playoff? I have no idea. Hopefully they cease to exist. Wow. Like there's now you just wouldn't no be saying need. that if you got some of those swag bags. Right. I mean, I get it. Well, I mean, players are getting swag bags of their own now. They don't need all that stuff. Mm. But I mean, I that just, is true as well. I, I don't find it interesting. I just don't. And uh, maybe that's part of me is because I I don't like college football as much as I like professional football. Sure. But I mean, I I don't. It is weird this year that I usually do a segment on the swag bags because they usually release all the bowl gifts, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen as much of that. I'm gonna have to look for that uh, when we get to break. But before we get to break. Uh, we start the Tony and Mo football show yesterday, and you start to to hear rumblings of of what we eventually learned to be true, and that was the passing of Tom Browning yesterday, uh, the uh, the legendary Reds pitcher, World Series champ, uh, the author of the perfect game. Tom Browning passes away at age sixty two. I uh, I don't I don't remember much of Tom from his playing days, and Mo yesterday spoke. Um, a ton about Tom as the pitcher and and how it wasn't just about the perfect game, but you look at 1990 and they lose game one of the World Series and they come back and it's him in game two and you need to win that and they got it done. He was reliable. He was consistent. What I remember and know about Tom Brady or Tom, Tom Brady, Tom Browning 
was the the post baseball player Tom Browning, the one that every event, seemingly every event I was at, from from the the Reds Community Fund to the Nuxall Foundation to um, you name it, Reds Bengals of past, he was always helping, donating his time or or anything he could do. I, I played in celebrity softball games with Tom Browning where he was the last one to leave the field. He would sign every single autograph. Um, he helped me personally. I was putting together a benefit for a good friend of mine, and, and he helped not only donate some items, but he, he reached out to other former players and got some other items donated. And And what I remember most, every time I talked to Tom Browning, I never felt like I was bothering him. Mm-hmm. There, there, are, there are players in, in professional sports or celebrity status guys that you can meet them and you can talk to them, and the whole time you just feel like you're bugging that person. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. I never felt that with Tom Browning. He was accessible. uh, He was vibrant. He he stayed around Cincinnati. Uh, You could see him at at a lot of different Reds events. He was, for, for everything he was on the field, I think he was just as great in what he did when he was done playing because he stuck around and he still made a difference. And he's one of those guys, you remember we we talked about when Kobe passed and some of the other passings that have happened recently where someone passes and then there are just stories upon stories upon stories. I feel like that's how it's going to be with Tom Browning. Yeah, and one of the things is how great of a storyteller he was. Yes. And you know, known for a lot of things and not only the perfect game, a world champion, won game three of the 1990 World Series, also authored one of the funniest moments when he went across the street in Chicago and was uh, sitting on the rooftops outside of Wrigley Field. So so that that is obviously one of the more memorable moments. I have that picture signed in my basement. Um, Lance McAllister tweeted this out earlier today uh, where he, he, he reposted a conversation that he had where Tom Browning is telling the story of that day in Chicago, I thought it appropriate today that we'll uh, we'll play that. So uh, let's get to that story before we get to our break. Well, I was th- actually I was trying to get in the scoreboard. Uh, a buddy of mine from the Pirates got in the scoreboard, and he kind of told me the guy uh, when I got to Chicago to talk to about getting in the scoreboard. And when I did, 
Uh, he had an emphatic, no, I can't. I've already caught enough trouble for letting uh, this guy in before. So uh, we had to go out there for batting practice and look for something else. And I saw the rooftops and uh, went inside after batting practice. And our clubhouse manager, Tom Hellman, actually had his name is George Lucas, had his phone number. And I got on the phone with him and asked if I could sneak over there for half an inning. And he thought it was a great idea. And he said, just meet me out in front of Murphy's Pub in the top of the third inning, which I did. And with a black sweatsuit on to cover my uniform. Uh, and we walked down three or four buildings, up three flights, took my sweatsuit off, and got on a little land- ledge there. But it was a landing right below me. I wasn't on the edge of the building. So if I fell, I was only going to fall two feet or three feet. Uh, got up there and started waving my boys in the bullpen. And uh, they started waving back. And then Timmy Belcher got the TV camera on me. And then I knew it was going to cost me money. Did, did any of your teammates know beforehand you were going to do it? Only Timmy Belcher. Only Timmy Belcher. I, I, I was sitting in the bullpen for the first two innings uh, because Wrigley's, they got a really small dugout. Uh, so I sat there for two innings, and then after the second inning, I said, all right, boys, look for me. They said, where are you going? I said, don't worry, you'll find me. And they did. So I'm working on the visual of you walking across the street in a, in a black like sweatsuit. Were you in your cleats, or did you have a regular shoes on? I had red turf shoes on, like just a... Uh, and a red hat on and a black, fully black sweatsuit. I had to unzip my jacket to, to the security guy so I can get outside the building and back in. So uh, just to let him know, I said, I'll be right back. And, and I was gone for maybe 20 minutes, maybe. Uh, like I said, I was, by the top of the fourth inning, I know I was in the dugout because Harry Wendelstadt was the first base umpire, and he was down at home plate talking to whoever was behind home plates. And then when the inning was getting ready to get started, he started walking down uh, the first baseline, and I said, hey, Harry, what did you think of that? And he just kind of put a finger over his lips like that, like, keep it quiet. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the reaction? When, when you arrived on the rooftop, what, what was the reaction from the fans? Uh, I don't think they really understood what was going on. And then finally, <laughs> a, a lady finally walked up to me and said, are you really a ball player? And I said, yeah. And she said, well, what are you doing here? I said, I just wanted to see what it was like to watch a ball game from over here. And she says, that is so cool. Do you want a beer and a brat? And I, and I said, no, I'm not. But I can promise you this time, Lance, I will have a beer and a brat. That's beautiful. <laughs> give, me, give me the exchange and how um, the, the conversation went between you and manager then at that point, Davey Johnson. <laughs> I'll give you the clean version yes. I, that you're looking for. Yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, I think Davey had to respond accordingly. I think Jim Bowden called him and told him to kind of chew me out or whatever else. But I can promise you, if Davey as a player – that happened that when he was a player, he would have found it to be totally okay. Uh, but Jim, at that time, he had just fired Tony that year, so we really didn't really have a fondness of our general manager at that time, and uh, he certainly wasn't fond of me, uh, which is, I mean, not not because of that, but just overall because I was an older player. And uh, But Davey, Davey kind of said, you know, you could have fallen off there, blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, I said, I, I, really, I was okay. I said, I know what I did deserves a fine. You tell me how much it is, and we'll leave it at that. And I walked out. And then he said it'll be $500, and it happened to be to his girlfriend's uh, charity. And when Marge found out about oh. that, she was irate. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just kind of took on life of its own. But then we go into play the Marlins 10 days later. The first year the Marlins came in the league, and Wayne Huizinga sent his secretary down to ask if I would sit in his restaurant in right center field sometime during the game. <laughs> That is fantastic. I mean, Tom, isn't, I mean, you, you know how the game is played and the emotions and the intensity. Isn't there something to be said for uh, alleviating the stress, just having a fun moment during a baseball game? Yeah, so, and that's basically what it was all about because, like I said, that was the year that Tony got fired. Yeah. And I was just for some levity and uh, 
you know, a starting pitcher having four days off, we find silly things to do, and sometimes uh, they're not the greatest choices. But uh, that's what that's what it was all about. And I got the required effect that I wanted. I didn't set well with the brass, but again, it wasn't anything to do against them or. Uh, it was just something for us because we were in a bad situation. We didn't get to play for the manager we wanted to, and uh, it just kind of sent us in the wrong direction. Unbelievable, Austin. As you said, what a what a great storyteller. The stories can yeah. can go on for for an infinite amount of time. And and Tom Browning, uh, you know, you, you you just send the the thoughts and prayers to his family because it's the holiday season. It's a tough time, but uh, it has to be reassuring knowing. What a positive impact he had on so many people uh, here in in Cincinnati, and 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 probably a much larger reach than that. And real quick, I said the the World Series. They they swept the World Series. It was the NLS, the nineteen ninety NLS. They lose game one to Pittsburgh. Browning takes the ball in game two at Riverfront Stadium, and, and really a must win at that point in time. And he he pitched fantastically. Reds won that game two one. Obviously, go on to win the NLS and then sweep the World Series. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Uh, plenty more still to go. Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of Skyline Chili. Brought to you by Safe Auto. Give us three minutes, save up to 25% on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. They are all up and on their feet and rooting individually and collectively for Browning to get one final out. He is ready for the 2-2 to Woodson, and here it comes. And it is swung out and missed. And Tom Browning has pitched a perfect game. 27 outs in a row, and he is being mobbed by his teammates just to the third base side of the mound. A perfect game thrown by Tom Browning on this Friday night, September the 16th, 1988 as he no-hits the Los Angeles Dodgers one to nothing, and throws the first perfect game in the long and legendary history of this great Cincinnati Reds baseball franchise. And now Browning being hoisted to the shoulders of his teammates. And boy, what a memorable scene on a wet, dreary evening here in Cincinnati. A night that the fans had to wait two hours and 27 minutes for, and brother, was the wait worthwhile. And this one belongs to the Reds. So well done. To, to make that call and then finish it with this one belongs to the Reds, the Hall of Fame voice, Marty Brenneman, the perfect game from Tom Brown. And again, Tom, Brady, or Tom Browning yesterday passing away at the age of 62. Uh, no foul play accepted. Um, so... Uh, again, a, a very tough time, but a, a great, great list of memories to look back on with uh, with Tom Browning's career, both with the Reds and, and after his career. That, our Voke Energy call tonight, brought to you by our friends at the uh, Voke Energy Chewable Tablets, available now in your area UDF, or visit voke-energy.com to learn more. Uh, we spent some time yesterday on the Bengals. Uh, I only had an hour here and, and had the Tony and Mo football show. Um I saw a tweet, Austin, by our guy Charlie Goldsmith, and uh, Charlie is about as in-depth as humanly possible, and he looks at so many different areas when it comes to breaking down what the Bengals are doing, and Charlie made a great point yesterday, uh, later in the afternoon. He tweeted out that there were some extremely bad examples of situational football last week, Uh, the end of the Patriots game, one of the worst endings. 
Austin, do you think at the end of that Patriots game, Mark Sanchez was somewhere just celebrating? Because the butt fumble for years had been like the butt of the joke of of what a bad play in the NFL. Yeah, you did there. Do you think that what the Patriots just did surpasses that? Is that the worst play that you have ever seen in football? Um, it's got to be up there, but I don't know. I mean, the butt fumble was pretty bad, and it was funny. Like the Patriots wasn't funny as Mac Jones was was not funny trying to make that tackle. It wasn't as funny as it was sad. Mm. <laughs> but but okay, so the situational awareness there. There was a defensive delay game in the Vikings game. Mm-hmm. Situational awareness all over the NFL, and then Charlie ties it back to the Bengals and said it stands out now how consistent the Bengals have been in those situations. So Charlie goes into detail. I thought this was fantastic. Every Friday, the Bengals have situational masters meetings. They go over in-depth clips and breakdowns of stuff like giving the ball to the ref. They go over examples from across the NFL and make sure everyone is on the same page about rules that come up, and it's paid off. Uh, They have had presenters over the years, Brian Callahan, Dan Pitcher, Troy Walters, Jordan Kovacs, Brad Craigthorpe, Sam Francis have all been involved. Um, Data analyst Sam Francis, Zach Taylor said this, he has coaching hours. Whenever you're in Sam's office, he's always watching every situation that unfolds way more than I could Mm -hmm. um, because of what we have to do. So seeing how plays were called, what refs did, how they review it, it is a – ideally they say it's about a 15-play meeting that they go and watch of different scenarios. Zach Taylor said they spend a lot of time and energy making sure the players and coaches are aware. They always have a plan. I think you could look at this from two ways. You could look at this and say, ah, it's a little bit overkill, but then you watch what happens in the NFL every week, and then you can look at this and say, man, they are literally dotting every I and crossing every T that that, that is possible. Yeah, They're I- going over every scenario. They are making sure that in, excuse me, in every situation, they are prepared with the outcomes. Yeah, I believe Dan Horde did uh, an episode of the Bengals Booth podcast with Sam Francis leading into the season, I want to say it was late summer, might have been June, July, August, and Sam kind of outlined how he does that mm-hmm. and the the amount of data that they go through and the situations that they go across, across the NFL, um, and kind of the way that the Bengals are using analytics for stuff like that, but they're not over the top on analytics because I feel like the the, the analytics conversation is so – strange in the NFL you've got some people that love it you've got some people that hate it a lot of the old guys on TV are always you know against it but I don't know that like there's a difference between analytics and feel and also being prepared for anything that crops up Mm -hmm. and the Bengals are prepared analytically for anything that crops up and I think the coaching staff as a whole does a really good job of having a feel on the pulse of the game as to how to approach each one of those situations. And that's why you haven't really seen them screw up in a lot of those situations, knock on wood, um, that, that we've seen from from other teams. Yeah, I, I just think it it's fantastic at this point to see how far they've come uh, from the staff standpoint and, and where they're at. Let me ask you, um, I, I know we want to get to a break here. Should Zach Taylor be receiving more Coach of the Year conversation around him uh, I think there's some really good coaches out there that have have won or are deserving of, of winning coach of the year uh it's not to say that Zach Taylor isn't 
but I just think in general he deserves a lot more credit. Where would you the, slot the him? way that they have evolved in, in over the course of this season? Well, not only the way they've evolved, but they've the, the expectations, the way, that, the way that he specifically has evolved. Right, they, they've handled. Last year, they surprised everyone. This year, the, the expectations were at an all-time high, and they're still delivering. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me give you a couple names that are on this list, and you tell me if you think Zach Taylor deserves to be ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Nick Sirianni. No, probably not. Dan Campbell. No. Kyle Shanahan. Uh, yeah. Brian Dayball. No. Kevin O'Connell. No. Doug Peterson. No. Robert Sala. No. Pete Carroll. Yeah. I Sean guess. McDermott. No. Andy Reid? No. Mike McDaniel? No. Okay. Uh, Zach I mean, Taylor I, right now, I, I think, uh, plus 12,500 to win coach yeah, of the year. Yeah, I mean, th- you talk about the expectations. Well, then the expectations is this team is going to be as good as, as anybody uh, coming into this season, defending AFC champions. And so the right. expectation is to – and we talk about the standard all the time now, and Burrow has said the standard now is championships. In that case, then – you know, this is what was expected out of Zach Taylor in this team. Well, I, I think he deserves a lot of credit for the way mm-hmm. that he, as a play caller, has evolved in the way that they didn't let 0-2 spiral out of control. Sure. Uh, they went on the road and, and got a victory, and, and they've figured it out. A race in um, a 17-point deficit. Yeah, that sort of thing is exactly, uh, I think, a, a perfect example of the culture that Zach Taylor has built. I don't know that he's a coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much that matters, but... Well, it helps to be a coach Marvin of the Lewis year candidate. Marvin Lewis a couple of those. Helps to be a coach of the year candidate when you got number nine behind center. Absolutely. Let's take a break. We'll talk more about Joe Burrow. Before we do that, when we come back, we'll get to your phone calls. 513-749-1530. Cincy 360, a service of Skyline Chili on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. Eagles, like ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Welcome back. Cincy 360 ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of Skyline Chili. You know, Austin, uh, last night with the Tony and Mo football show from 3 to 6. Yeah. And there's a spot. Uh, it's called Beale Street. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. 
many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. That is about uh, five miles from... uh the Tony and Mo football show at the Twin Peaks in Florence, and Jeff Henry was performing there last night. No kidding. So stop by and saw him. I think okay. he's there every Monday night. That's huge. So he played a little Angel Ridge last night mm-hmm. and asked that uh, Mo Egger quit talking over it when that's we play good. it. That's a good point. So there we have that. Uh, before we get into some Joe Great Burrow point. conversation, uh, let's take a phone call. Al is uh, is calling in. Al, what's going on? Yeah, this- hey, Tony, Merry Christmas to you in Austin. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas. Uh, this is Bearcat Allen Milford. I got a question and a comment. The comment in, I wanted to praise you for your training on young Danny Vollmer. And number two, what's your assessment of um, Brady DeGrosh, who's coming in as quarterback at UC? Uh, big, strong arm. From uh, Thank you on the, the comment about Daniel. He's got a, a very, very bright future. Um, look, I think he has all the tools that you want in a Big 12 quarterback. Strong arm, big kid. Uh, can make all the throws you need. My only concern, and it's not as much a concern about him, but just quarterbacks in general coming in, you are, you're going into a new conference, you're going into a Power 5 conference, and let's face it, the last three Power 5 teams the Bearcats have played, they've been beaten up front. Alabama, Arkansas, and Louisville all beat them up front. And it's not easy for any quarterback if the offensive line is struggling to protect I do think they might need to find a little bit more of the athletic route next year and kind of give that a one-year buffer for, for not only him coming in, but to get up to speed on the physicality and the size of what they're going to be playing uh, against on a, uh, a weekly basis in the Big 12. All right. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. No problem. That's what I'm talking about, Austin. That's a good, calculated question. Of course. We expect nothing less from Bearcat Al. Self-proclaimed. i got to get to uh, to Joe Burrow in a second. I have a Tom Brady question for you. Okay. Uh, if Tom Brady, from what you saw on Sunday, should or could Tom Brady come back and play another season? Uh, yeah. Take should out of it. Do you think at his talent level he's capable of playing at 46 years old? Yes. It's hard because I did think he missed some throws on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I think he's missed some throws over the past couple of weeks when I've been watching them play. I don't know if his accuracy is there. I know that he is he's not being helped with those around him. They have no semblance of a running game. The offensive line is in shambles. Um I, I don't if if Tom Brady comes back next year, is he a top ten quarterback? Is he a top fifteen quarterback in this league? In your opinion. I would say he's he's a top 10 to 12. Well, okay, so let's do this. Josh Allen or Tom Brady? Josh Allen. Tua or Tom Brady? Tua. Lamar Jackson or Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Oh, Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. Deshaun Watson? Tom Brady. Uh, Trevor Lawrence? Mm, 
Tom Brady. Wow. Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes. Carr? Tom Brady. Herbert? Herbert. Dak? Tom Brady. Hertz? Hertz. Uh, Justin Fields? Tom Brady. Jared Goff? Tom Brady. Kirk Cousins? Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. Uh, I think that would be so. We That's really nine. Uh, so around the top ten. Yeah, because there's no one else that that you. So, if that's the case, what type of team would Tom Brady need? He would he would have to go to a a yeah, team that can run the ball. Let's not pretend that like there's so many quarterbacks out there that are in the same situation as Tom Brady, where. You know, traditionally we're used to Brady being the guy who elevates those around him, right? We saw that for years in New England. And so you have to adjust the way that you build a team around Tom Brady, knowing that he may not be able to do what he has done in the past in terms of elevating those around him. I think if this Tampa team was fully healthy, they would be right up there with the best teams in the NFC. They have an entirely new offensive line. They've struggled with injuries all year. They've got a head coach in Todd Bowles, who I don't think is a very good head coach. All that goes into the way that Tom Brady plays on the field. So you still think at 46 he can play at a top 10 quarterback Yes, level. because I saw him at 45 play maybe the best season of his career. I don't know if, if at 46 he should play with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sure. But I still think he can play. Okay. I think that's fair. And Brady was asked about this on his, his podcast last night, and I, I thought he had a really interesting answer. He said uh, he was asked, you know, how do you de- how do you deal with the emotions internally when two weeks ago everybody's like, oh, he's still the GOAT after beating the Saints, and then now they're asking, should he keep playing? He said, um, people ask, well, why is he still playing? Because all you want to do is win, and that's all sports should be about is winning. And I agree, but also I'm looking at it like, no, what am I learning? What am I learning from putting a similar amount of energy in over the last couple of years and not winning? What is that teaching me? Mm -hmm. You know, why should we feel like we're just entitled to win all the time? We're not. That's not what life's about. And I think anyone who's gone through life and struggles at their job or or struggles in other aspects of life when do you put effort and energy into it? You know, what are you learning from that as opposed to why is that happening to you and for you? You're not a victim of that. We're not a victim of losing games. The sun came up. We've got to do something about it. And so I think he is learning about himself that maybe he's not the guy that makes everyone better like he used to be, mm-hmm. and he needs more help. And there have been plenty of quarterbacks that have been the same. Well, no doubt he needs help. I mean, that, the fact that they can't run the ball is is – is, is troublesome for any quarterback in the league. Yeah. Let alone a 45-year-old quarterback. Let's and talk he, about He also said 3 weeks ago that he would rather play and lose than not play at all. Mm-hmm. So, love it, hate it, whatever you think he should or shouldn't do. Right. He's going to play next year. Let's talk about the other quarterback in town. Let's talk about Joe Burrow uh and what he's been able to do and finally finally there are at least some other people taking notice. We'll play some of that audio. When we come back, Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of Skyline Chili. Welcome back, Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Austin, I have this feeling that over the next month or so, 
the conversation as it relates to Joe Burrow is going to go a lot like this conversation that we're about to, to, to share. Because for a while, it's been Allen and Mahomes and then the rest in the AFC. And uh, that narrative is changing. It's going to change because Joe Burrow has beat Patrick Mahomes three straight times in a year. It's going to change because Joe Burrow continues to find ways to win football games. And it's going to continue because this team has the makings to make a very deep run into the NFL playoffs. Uh, Joy Taylor is the host of Speak on FS1. Uh, that is a, a show that airs weekdays at, at 4.30. Uh, she shared... I, I just want to get out ahead of this first. Because oh, okay. I, I put a tweet out about Craig Carton last week. Yes. Who also is on FS1. Mm-hmm. And I said the general rule of thumb is that if it's a talk show on FS1... The people on there don't know what we're talk what they're talking about. Yes. And I stand by that. However, we are going to provide two examples today of the contrary. Yes. From Joy Taylor and Emmanuel Acho, who ninety nine percent of the time right. is an absolute idiot. So let's play and those. Says a lot of stupid things. But today, yesterday, they both this, said some smart things. This is from the same show. They're both on on, on speak. Uh, we're going to play both of those clips right now. Let's start with Joy Taylor talking about Joe Burrow. I would go with the Bills. Fair. But I'm not going to, you know, freak out that you're saying that the Bengals are the better team. I mean, I think that the Bills are just as good, and they're at the top right now because of how they've played consistently all season. And uh, where I would disagree with you is let's stop putting the caveat next to, jo- to Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is as good as Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. He is different. He looks different. He plays the game a little different, but he is as good as Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. We can then have the discussion about everyone else. Obviously, we're going to put a healthy Lamar Jackson up there as well because he's a league MVP. But amongst Hell the young no. quarterbacks, let's stop saying he's in the other category. He is right there. He, he can't be the quarterback of the best team, the hottest team in the AFC, who went to the Super Bowl last year, beat all these guys on the way there, and is not in that category. So where I do think that the Bills are slightly better right now, he's in that category. So we got to put some respect on Joe Burrow's name. Put some respect on his name. <laughs> Thank you. Finally, some respect on Joe Burrow's name. And not just Joe Burrow's name, but Austin, as you mentioned, um, Emmanuel Acho is, is not usually complimentary of the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, he's not very usually a very smart guy to begin with. Right, He says right. a lot of stupid, it, it becomes, stupid things. It becomes a problem, but he did finally say something smart. Can we and play just, that? Just to clarify, this is what Acho said to generate that response from Joy Taylor. Yes. It's time we address the Cincinnati Bengals as the best team in the AFC. Reason being, they deserve the benefit of the doubt. What's the benefit of the doubt and why do they deserve it? Well, they were the best team in the AFC last year. So if all things are equal, we should assume they to be the best team in the AFC this year. And why do I believe all things are equal? They've won six straight. They're 10 and four. Their quarterback is slightly worse than the best of quarterbacks or just as good as the next tier of quarterbacks in Joe Burrow. Joe Uh. Burrow has beaten Patrick Mahomes not just this year, but last year to go to the Super Bowl and three consecutive times. So if you think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC, well, simply by the fact that the Bengals have beat them three consecutive times, including this year and last year, you have to give the Bengals the benefit of the doubt. Not only are the Bengals the hottest team in the AFC right now, Joy, I would go as far as to say they're the best. Agree, disagree in the whole bottom tier with Joe Burrow. I don't know where that comes from. I don't, I don't know how you can watch Joe Burrow consistently. And I guess that's what it is. Maybe they just don't watch consistently. Maybe they just look at the stat line. I don't know how you can't watch him and say that he's on that tier. 
That's maddening to me. I, I think because what Burrow does is not flashy. Correct. There's you know al- elements of Allen's game and Mahomes' game and obviously Lamar Jackson's game. Sure. That are so flashy and so highlights and so blah 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 blah, but as opposed to to Burrow, where it's just kind of like a consistent surgical methodical diabolical killer type thing diabolical think about that with in comparison to tom brady and peyton manning Mm -hmm. when at any point were those two just chock full of highlights that you couldn't stop watching and they kept playing over and over and over right that that was never a part of their game. consistency yeah they were consistently peyton's highlights were him at the line of scrimmage audibling Mm -hmm. brady i mean all he ever did was win, but he never was. He never had the strongest arm. He was never the most athletic. He just found a way to beat you, right? And that's what Joe Burrow is—a mm. winner. Mm. Speaking of winning, Sean Miller has picked right back up on winning since returning to Xavier. They put up 102 in their Big East debut against Georgetown. They did give up 89. They welcome Seton Hall to the Cintas Center tonight. When we come back, let's kick off our number two. Let's talk about that game. And you'll hear a little of Sean Miller's press conference from yesterday discussing the Seton Hall game and more. It is Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. We have two hours to go, a service of our friends at Skyline Chili. Cincinnati Sports Station. It is, and it's now hour two of Cincy 360. On ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Austin, this is a great time to let our listeners know uh, that they can not only catch us live noon to three every day right here on on ESPN 1530, they can find us on the iHeartRadio app. Cincy 360, you you just follow the app. Uh, You you, you type in Cincy 360. You can listen to every show. You can go back and listen to shows. Austin cuts up different parts of the shows for you. He makes it very accessible. I got goosebumps thinking about it. You can also follow Austin on on Twitter at Audie Elmore. You can follow me at Tony underscore Pike 15. And, uh, you know, if if you're looking, I, I know this time of the year, Austin, from a business standpoint, there are companies out there that have not met their budget numbers yet Mm. and if they don't meet those budget numbers the budget for next year goes down Mm. there are also some out there that have already hit their budget and going into january that budget resets if you are one of those two categories and you'd like to be a part daily of cincy 360 you can sponsor this hour it's that simple that's facts so there it is uh you can just i mean i'm sure they could reach out to austin What's the best way if someone's listening right now? Like, I want to be a part of this. What What would you recommend they do? Uh, just Just shoot me a message. On On what? Uh, Twitter. Okay. What if someone uh, doesn't have Twitter? You can. You, e- what, can, you can, can email me. Why don't you give your email address it out? Is, <laughs> it is Austin Elmore at iHeartMedia.com. There it is. Uh, you can just go ahead and send that. Please do not abuse that. Mm. Um, because. You know, this is actually a little inside baseball here. This is something that drives me freaking nuts that happens at work. Okay. Is I do not, obviously, so I don't know if you know this or not, Tony, but you and I do this show from noon to three. Yes. So down the hall, there's a guy by the name of Bill Cunningham. He does a show on 700 WLW from noon to three. And because I'm in here, I don't produce Willie's show. Mm. But the newsroom thinks it's funny that 
and they get endless amounts of calls and emails and requests for Bill Cunningham show. Okay. People that want to be guests, people that want to promote stuff, so on and so forth. They think it's funny mm-hmm. to send all those people to me. Oh. So my email is constantly flooded with people oh. about Cunningham show. Gotcha. And I don't I, I don't I've told the newsroom several times, would you stop doing it? Right. And they don't they and think they don't. it's funny. They just keep doing it. But you know what? I will plot my revenge. Okay. By the way, you mentioned the Twitter account at Audie Elmore. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Uh, we're just 15 followers away from my goal of 3,000. Sure. That was my goal. We're 12 followers away now. That was my goal for 2022 and we've got about uh, 11 days left to get 12 followers so Mm. if you're out there come on you don't follow me i ask that you do maybe tell a friend hey why don't you go follow audi yeah we're gonna have some good things coming in 2023 there it is write that down okay awesome uh tonight at the centos center uh xavier basketball opens their home slate of Big East Conference games. They uh, they got their season uh, started in the right direction. Oh, uh-oh. This make me nervous. Tony, we have breaking news. The Bengals have announced their uniform combo. Oh! For Saturday, Christmas Eve, against the New England Patriots. For the first time in a wild tone, the Bengals will be wearing white jerseys. Wow. Black pants. Wow. White socks. I love it. In New England, where it's going to be a balmy 30 compared to everywhere else in the NFL. Love it. Bengals, white jerseys, black pants, white socks. Sign me up. Back to you in the studio. Tonight. I'm already getting emails. The Xavier Xavier Musketeers (laughs) uh, take on Seton Hall. Seton Hall is 7-5 this year. They lost their Big East opener at home to Providence, 71-67. to They also have losses this season to Iowa, Oklahoma, Siena, Kansas, to name a few. Uh, I, I'm looking for a marquee win. They don't really have it. They did beat Memphis, 70-69. to That's a good Memphis team. 
they beat Rutgers 45-43 tonight. They will need to score more than uh, 45 points to beat or at least attempt to beat this Xavier basketball team. If you look at what Xavier's done throughout the season to this point, 96, 86, 78, 79, 90, 64, uh, 84, 95, 84, 80, 79, 102. Xavier is going to score points. The difficult part with Xavier, some of the games they've lost, 81. They've given up 83, 71, 88, 77, 89. Their defense is not there. I think they have a couple questions when it comes to the depth of the overall roster. But another opportunity to start Big East playoff 2-0. and Everyone right now in the Big East chasing UConn, who's up to number two in the standings. Uh, others in the uh, the Big East right now with with early quick starts, St. John's, Marquette, Providence, all 1-0. Villanova yet to play a, uh, a Big East game to this point. Everyone else 0-1 in the Big East, including Seton Hall. Xavier coach Sean Miller spent some time yesterday speaking to the local media ahead of tonight's matchup against Seton Hall. Well, uh, you know, I thought first and foremost, you know, I thought as a team, we were, we were ready to play the game, eager to play the game, you know, playing on the road first. Non-conference game in December before Christmas, you know, not an easy task. Um, but I thought we, uh, we came out of the gates playing well. And, you know, our offensive numbers in the game really speak for themselves. There's always things you wish that we could have done better. But when you play 40 minutes, score the points we scored, you know, have the high assist total. We also played a stretch in that game, I believe a 17-minute stretch where we did not turn the ball over. So, you know, from an offensive perspective, you know, it's certainly one of our best performances of the year. And defensively, you know, even though I could really be critical of our overall defense, we did have some stretches where we, we played well. We got stops. Uh, but... And I think for our team to continue to improve and uh, and reach the heights that we all want to reach here, you know, we have to continue to be good on offense, but I think just incrementally improve, just add to what we're doing defensively so that, you know, we can get stops and we can go long stretches on defense where we prevent the other team from scoring. Uh, so, you know, uh, that's, that's what we continue to work on. But uh, for the first road game, in conference play, uh, we left there just feeling obviously good about being 1-0. Uh, Shaheen Holloway took a, a fun, memorable route to the job at Seton Hall. What would you say between what you've seen of him at Seton Hall as well as St. Peter's? What do you think are the, the hallmarks of a uh, Shaheen Holloway coach team? Well, you know, I, I think Shaheen is, is uh, he's a great fit for Seton Hall. He played there. He's one of the all-time great guards to ever play uh, in in that program. He's also a, a New Jersey guy. Uh, and he also, you know, learned a lot and uh, was was a part of Kevin Willard's staff as well. So I, I think him going back to his alma mater in his own home state, you know, playing, coaching uh, for a program where he's very, very familiar with, even from the perspective of, you know, a lot of the great things that Kevin did at Seton Hall. I think Shaheen has that in him. He did that at St. Peter's. But, you know, in terms of watching them play, they're a together group. 
They're very, very good on defense, one of the top 25 defensive teams in America. On offense, they get fouled a lot. You know, again, a top 10 team in a country and getting to the free throw line. So if you think about top 25 defensive team, a top 10 offensive team and getting to the free throw line themselves, you know, they're a cluster of just physical wings, forwards, and guards. And uh, I think their guard, Richmond, who uh, was coming off of a 28-point performance against Providence, he's a very, very good player. Um, and they have other good players as well. So, you know, who is Seton Hall? Tough-minded, gritty, very good on defense. And also, because of the makeup of their team, they really can get out and transition and hurt you. So um, we have our hands full. I think any team that plays Seton Hall would say the same thing. If I'm not mistaken, Sule won Big East Player of the Week. Look, you brought him in, um, obviously had a great career before coming to Xavier, but has he exceeded expectations for how well he's played this early into joining a new team? I, I think he has, you know, and I'm, I'm always hesitant to talk about it because there's so much basketball in front of us, and, you know, we want him to continue to be good and continue to improve. But no doubt, uh, he's been a godsend for us through our entire non-conference schedule. Um, the thing that gives all of us confidence including him is you know our non-conference schedule was a tall order we played against some of the best teams in this country played uh in portland you know played on uc's you know home court playing against a very tough-minded west virginia team uh we we certainly played against a lot of different styles and teams so for him to play the way he has i think it gave him a lot of confidence it gives us confidence in him I think more important, he's prepared for uh, what's to come. How rare is it for a guy to, look, he comes into a team that's already talented, had a lot of guys who have been here before some several years. For him to come in here and assume the role he has as one of the leading scorers, one of the leading playmakers, how hard is it for a guy to do that coming from outside of the program, dropped in here and, and performed the way he has? I think it's very difficult to do that. You know, one of the gifts that Sule has is just simply put, he's just, he's a great kid. I mean, he's a fun guy to be around. He's easy to coach. I think from a teammate perspective, he's one of the more popular players on our team. He just goes about his business in a very unassuming, humble way, uh, one of our hardest workers. So it's easy to welcome a guy in like that because he's not really coming in to do anything other than just fit in and, and play well. Um, you know, he can shoot the basketball. His ability to uh, make free throws, get there, his ability to make three-point shots just, you know, it's added an element to our team that has been very helpful. Xavier basketball coach Sean Miller speaking to members of the media, as you heard there. That was Joe Daneman, I believe, from Fox 19, friend Joey, of the show. Joey D. Joey D. asking some questions there. Tonight, 8.30 at the Cintas Center, Xavier and Seton Hall. Uh, UC tomorrow, their last uh, tune-up until they start American Athletic Conference play. They will host uh, Detroit Mercy tomorrow, and then UC is off until December 29th when they will open American Athletic Conference play at home against Tulane. Uh, before we break to uh, to get to our, our talkbacks, Austin, should we take our phone call here? I think we should, yes. This is uh, John Michael, and apparently John Michael wants to talk about uh, Austin's followers on Twitter. John Michael, how are you? I'm doing okay, Tony. How are you? I'm good. It's good to hear from you this week. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I I told everybody, like I sent out a group text to three people and said, hey, if I'm on the radio, don't 
don't call me. And uh, I apologized about the other day. No, that's all but right. I get it. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I just want to say I'm sorry. Oh, I, no, um, you're good. But you guys were talking about tweeters. Yes. I haven't had a tweeter since I had my Honda CRX. Yeah. When I was 17. And I got like two 16 inch picker comps oh. put into my, my CRX. It was, it was like a deep purple, too. And um, this whole Twitter, Twitter thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I- I'll tell you this. If he's looking for followers, mm. I'm just going to be honest. Okay. He could be the Pied Piper and I could be a rat. And I'll be the only person that stays in that little cottage. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is. Austin, do you have any response to that? I'm blown away. I'm speechless. I mean. Mainly because, uh, as John Michael was was making that statement, I just went over the three thousand really? follower mark on Twitter. So, so John Michael has moved the needle. John Michael obviously has moved the needle, and to you know, shout out to our folks, our listeners, Cincy three hundred and sixty listeners. They showed up right away. John Michael, obviously the straw that broke the camel's back. Well, you mentioned you mentioned people up showing 3, up. So thank you very much oh. to uh, to those of you who jumped on this. Uh, on the tweeter machine and followed me. Austin, you mentioned people showing up. John Michael showed up to, to my B-dubs appearance last week. No kidding. Showed up, bought me a drink, wasn't able to stay long. Right. Uh, but with, with you doing a Wednesday B-dubs appearance this week <laughs> and me doing a Thursday appearance, you can't help but wonder if John Michael is going to make another appearance. I, I, I can only imagine that he would. I wouldn't expect anything less. I would only imagine. I, I'll be there as long as it's close to a staple. <laughs> <laughs> John Michael, um, I appreciate your call. If I don't Why does hear... it have to be close to a Staples? Hmm. Well, it was very convenient the last time. <laughs> okay. I had I no, seriously, I had to get I had to get some party paper. Oh. John, for, for a party. Yeah, yeah. John Michael, <laughs> I party a lot. I appreciate your call and uh I hope to see you before the holidays. If not, have a great holiday, friend. Hey, Merry Christmas to everyone except for um, – wait. I think Gary Sheffield is going to do a good job at UC. <laughs> he was a really good baseball player. He hit 500 home runs. Yeah. He played for the Padres. Mm-hmm. He played for uh, – he started out with the Brewers. Mm-hmm. With the Yankees. Then he went to the Padres. <laughs> then he went to um, – he went to another t- uh, mm-hmm. I think the Atlanta. Uh, he played for both we New call York them the teams. Braves anymore, or the, <laughs> yes, they're still the Braves. The Braves, the Yankees, the Mets, the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. See, I, I can speak Spanish too. Feliz Navidad. I love yeah. you guys. Oh, <laughs> love, you, love you, John, John Michael. Michael. <laughs> Man, uh, we got to look to make sure there's a Staples nearby. Gary Sheffield. Yeah, we um, broke down Gary Sheffield's career today. I think that's a a great place to to stop. We need some talkbacks. Uh, break and please let's uh, let's get to talkbacks when we come back. It is Cincy 360 <laughs> on uh, ESPN fifteen thirty Cincinnati Sports Station. Sports Station. It's that time for talkbacks. Press the microphone and record your message.
The gerbil man did not like his nickname. He told his listeners every day. He pleaded and he begged and he cried and often said, Please call me another name. Oh, he pleaded and he begged. Oh, please call me another name. Now Tony Pack was big and Tony Pack was strong, a QB in the NFL. But his career was short, no it wasn't very long. Karma line at the long. Shooting too! Oh, it wasn't very long. Karma line at the loan. Shooting two. <laughs> what an unbelievable start to talk what backs today. What is happening? That guy, nobody will dethrone him. No. He is un, un I mean, with all due respect to all of our talk backers, yeah. <laughs> multi personality Mike is the best. So let me ask this mm -hmm. Will multi personality Mike be at Augie's on Thursday? I don't know, and I don't know that I want him to come. Mm. I like. <laughs> <laughs> the mystery. There is a big mystery that man. going on right now. Carmeline at the loan, <laughs> shooting two. What's up, Sensi 360? <laughs> man, I watched the Zebra's little production yesterday on TP15 it's and thought to watch. that's 10 minutes and 8 seconds. I'll never get Woo! back. And hey, on all the tip passes here lately, I got a question for you, Tony. Is Burrow up too far in the pocket, like Chad Rendell said a few weeks ago, which was a pretty good point? Or. Should he work on some pump fakes to eliminate that? What can he do? Uh, Have a good one, fellas, and always remember, who day? No, look, here, here's what happened. In the NFL, you know, it is, it's constantly evolving. And the Bengals evolved this season early in the year uh, by, by changing up and throwing a lot of quick game. And when you throw quick game, the defense is going to at some point adjust to the quick game. So instead of a defense pinning their ears back, rushing and by the time they get anywhere close the ball's already out of Joe Burrow's hands because that's what the Bengals do defenses are now just staying more patient they're going to wait they're going to do a controlled rush and try to get their hands in the passing lanes that is just the product of the Bengals running a very effective quick game so expect some some shots down the field early in games that uh that may change up that rush from the defensive line hmm. Adi, Tone, what's what good? Up, Top back Mike here. First, I want to give a shout-out to everybody who made the fantasy football playoffs this year mm. and a bigger shout-out to everybody who won their first playoff matchup uh, last weekend. Austin? Uh, I was one of those people, big dub, uh, two more wins closer to the championship. So I got to ask, who is the waiver wire pickup this week or a must-start? Just any advice that can give me an edge and get into the championship game next week. Mm. Besides that, fellas, who they? Austin, so, did you win your, your – I, I made the playoffs in two leagues. Mm. Uh, the first one, I suffered a loss by five or four and a half points. Uh, so I've been eliminated in that league. In the second league, it's a two-week game. Okay. Uh, and I have, a, I think, a 15-point lead in that. Ooh. But as I was listening to that talk back, Adam Schefter tweeted out Nick Chubb is uh, not practicing today due to a foot injury. And right. Nick Chubb is on my team. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm a little bit concerned about that. I did this morning, though, pick up Jamison Williams. Nice. For some reason. Jamison Williams wants nothing to do with Ohio State. It, yeah, well, I don't know about that. I don't know if you uh, saw that article. No, yeah, I didn't. I think you made that up. Nope. Um, 
Yeah. Hey, Tony, Austin. Hey, Doug out here in uh, the, the fantasy. By the way, I also picked up the Broncos defense. Oh. One of the better defenses in the NFL playing the Rams this week. Can I say this? Please. One real quick. I look at this time of the year to weather as well for a waiver wire pickup. Mm -hmm. If you've got some guys that are going to be playing in nice weather or a dome compared to someone that's going to be playing in two degrees, you might want to take a flyer there. Hey, Tony, Austin, hey, Doug out here in uh, hey. the fantasy commissioner's office, uh, E Freightliner. Uh, hey, we may need to get Screech on the line, man. My, my last place guy <laughs> in my league just committed to Cardinal Sin, dumping his whole team no. uh, going into the first week of the playoffs no. in the final four. It's like a feeding frenzy. Uh, man, I think this is this is totally off base. Uh, what say ye? That man should be kicked out of the league forever. Squeak, call in, give us your thoughts. That is that is a that that is an absolute no no. Mm. Just because your team stinks. Burrow took the Bengals to the Super Bowl. Nearly won with no offensive line. Yeah. This time he will lead the team to victory with Mixon Higgins, Chase Boyd Hurst, and with P. Ryan. Yeah. Oh, Burrow, Joe Burrow, drive goes on. Brah, la la, how the drive goes on. Joe Burrow, throw Burrow, drive goes on. Brah, la la, how the drive goes on. Good. Absolutely beautiful. Josh, I hope Ronald Reagan can make it Thursday night. Man. This is Josh from the Y'all. Just got back from Tampa on a four-day dump fest oh, with my yeah. buddy's bachelor <laughs> party. What an incredible weekend. Go to the game. Absolute lowest of lows, mm. followed by the absolute highest of highs. Mm. Um, you know, everywhere we went, there was Bengals fans, black and orange galore. We turned that swamp into the jungle. It was just incredible. Love the show. Who day, boys? Now I'm going to go lay on my couch for the next 24 hours. Yeah, there you go. Rest up. Yeah, man. This is God from the Ben hey God. with the Tuesday message. There are two eternities that can really break you down. Mm. Yesterday and tomorrow. Man. One is gone and the others don't exist. Wow. So live today only. Mm. Have a nice day. Wow. That may be his most powerful message to date. Absolutely great stuff. Hey guys, it's Drew from Mason. Uh, so my front end blew up on my Dodge and I had to basically just scrap it. So I'm without wheels right now. But luckily, oh. that B-dubs that Tony's going to is just down Snyder and I live right up the way. In Come Franco, on now. So, uh, I'm going <laughs> to walk on down there. How about that? Anybody thinks they can give me a ride over to Augie's on Thursday night, <laughs> I'll definitely get you a couple rounds. Oh! <laughs> Come on now. How about that? Somebody take him up on it. Drew. There is nobody that is more consistent at showing up at our remote events than Drew. Love it. What'd Bill say? What'd Bill say? He said you got to play better situational football. Well, I tell you what, Bill. I think you don't Bill. trust Mac Jones. Mm. You don't trust him to throw the football. So what I would suggest to you is call better plays, mm. coach better, draft better, pick better, <laughs> punt better, do what you do. Do your job. Yeah. And you know what else, boom? Who's gonna beat the Jets this week? Wow, mm. who's gonna beat the Jets? You know that that would be the Jags. You know, it's kind of lost in the whole Patriot thing. They were sixty yards away. Mac mm -hmm. Jones can't throw it. Just take a knee. 
here in the Bucks locker room. See if we can't catch up with the view of the guys asking about this never thing lost to the street in Cincinnati Bengals. I can't understand. I don't that. know what that was. I Sorry. thought I heard your name. Yeah, they, I there was a couple words I made out, but I don't know what the, what that was. Hey Tony, I got two questions for you. Sure. One, I'm a diehard Kentucky fan, football oh. and basketball. Oh. What can you tell about <laughs> the JQ Hardaway transfer Man. from UC to UK? Man. And also with the Joe Burrow tip passes, is that a Burrow problem or an offensive line problem? Well, good thing we, we talked about the tip passes. Uh, JQ Hardaway, you are getting a special, special player. I thought JQ Hardaway – Physically already has the makings of, of what Sauce Gardner looked like when he graduated. He is a lengthy corner. He's got speed, great ball skills. Um, I was expecting huge things from J.Q. Hardaway at Cincinnati, and now Kentucky will will be getting the same. If I'm not mistaken, J.Q. was who Chad Brendel called Baby Sauce, right? Yes. Start one, bench one, cut one. All right, let's go. A cruise and all inclusive beach vacation Ooh. or skiing trip out west mm. austin i've never been on a cruise i've never been skiing but i feel like i would like skiing more than i would like a cruise so i'm going to start beach and bench skiing i've never had any of those you've been to the beach not on an all-inclusive what does that even mean like everything's included drinks yeah, food yeah, yeah you pay one price and you can drink as much as you want yeah or eat that would be on the top of my list i think i'd like to do a cruise at some point i'll put cruise number two wow and uh i'll put skiing number three just because yeah you're not athletic enough yeah the, the skiing i would do is more like tubing advanced tubing tp15 what up Otter. What up? Craig from the U. What's yeah. up, fellas? What up, Craig? Out here in the NKY, yeah. running some last-minute Christmas errands. Had the day off today, and just want to give a shout-out to my boy, Eric Dudu Brown, for covering me at work today. Shout-out, Dudu. Right, also wanted to wish you guys a Merry Christmas. Wasn't sure if you guys were going to be working the rest of the week or not. So, have a great day, fellas. Hey, shout-out, Dudu. Shout-out, Dudu. Yes, I have sir. A, I have a friend who's nicknamed Dudu as well. Really? And he's about to head out west. He's going – he's a big Rams fan, unfortunately. Oh. Oh. He bought tickets at the beginning oh. of the year for the, the, the game this weekend. He's Man. about to head out there. Oh, hey, Tony. Listen, you were t- Rams-Broncos at the beginning of the year? Mm-hmm. Sign me up. Yep. Rams-Broncos right now? Negative. Uh, let's see. What are uh, what are tickets at right now for, uh, for SoFi Stadium? <laughs> Because I, I can't imagine uh, they're going to be very uh, very um, costly. I got it as uh, – oh, hold on. Hold on. Tickets as low as 45 bucks. There you go. Bam. <laughs> you see my – Have fun, Doo-Doo. All right, Doo-Doo. Austin, embrace your nicknames. It's all out of love and admiration. Now sing with me, please. Gerbil, 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 Sorry. Who day? No need to be sorry. Tony, Otter. What up? Just wanted to say, give a big old who day shout. Yeah, sure. I'm super pumped up that the Bengals are playing like the defending AFC champions. Yeah, sure. I said originally that this season would be a success if they made the playoffs, and it looks like that's going to happen. So as far as that goes, good season, right? Anyhow, 
be prepared to be bundled up this weekend. Looks really cold. Who day? Good Bearcats. Merry Austin, when someone I, I says give you're... a when someone says give a who day shout, yeah, aren't they supposed to then say who day? Yeah, I thought that's what he was gonna do. Okay. Um, you seem like a weather denier, though. What do you mean? You're acting like this storm isn't a big deal. Uh, I've just seen way too many times uh, in my existence where I've been excited or looking forward to storms. And they never happen. Jennifer Ketchmark joins us tomorrow. <laughs> hey guys, it's uh, Brad yeah, in the uh, BA. Yeah. Blue ass, yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> the Bucks are a top ten team, if not for injuries. Mm. Are no. you kidding me? That's like me saying the Colts are a top team if they only had a coach that could <laughs> coach, and if they only had a owner that didn't eat zannies all day and wash it down with a half gallon of bourbon. <laughs> oh, chuck it down the Tony zannies. Tony Austin is Johnny from Mount Healthy Year 8. Going to be an Augie's Thursday. Rain, Heck, If we get snowed in, I got a full bar of beer to just chill Whoa, the night with. Doggy. That being said, did you see the movie The Zebra produced last night? Mm. My biggest question after that is, Austin, do you know what camera ready is? Wow. My gosh, wow. put some effort into your performance. How many takes did that take? Ten? Wow. And even that, you ain't getting no Oscar. Work on it. Woo! It took one. Wow. And I was at work. You know how to center a camera? That was a Zeb. He did all that. And he did it with a phone. Mm. He was just holding it in his hand. Mm. Um, I had no idea that I was going to be recorded. Mm. He just showed up and he's like, hey, can we do this? And I was like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Jeremy? Thank you. Jeremy? TP15. Jeremy? Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thanks. Happy holidays. Happy Taco Tuesday. Yeah. TP. Jeremy? It's just music. Shout out. <laughs> Talk back nation. Shout out. Who did? The ICY. Mm. Saturday game. Mm. Come on, get on Icy with it. Foxborough. Mm. Go Bearcats. Let's go. Day. Icy White. Tony Austin. Uh-oh. John Michael has to be on this program <laughs> at least once or twice a week. That was funny <laughs> as hell. I love it. See ya. John Michael's up there yep. among my favorites yep. as well. Yes, sir. Hey, guys. This is Jay from The Wood. Hi, Nor, Jay. that is. Do you guys have any suggestions for materials or websites to figure out what the heck you guys are talking about when you talk sports betting? I would love to figure this stuff out before January mm. so I can start betting on them Bengals. Who day, baby? Well, I would recommend as you go into January to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app where you could type in code CINCY1530. And when you do that, you're going to get $200 in free bets to use Bam. once mobile sports betting hits Ohio. So... Once January 1 hits, you could download, you could get on the app. You want to already have it downloaded, but you can then get on the app and you can make bets legally. Because right now, if you did that, Austin, there, there's location services on your phone. You would have to drive to Indy. Sorry, you'd have to drive to Indiana. All right. To do that. Yeah, he gets choked up over sports Man, gambling. Sports gambling gets me all worked uh, up. I don't know where Tony and Mo get the majority of their information. Um, but my my plan, I'm not a gambler, mm. but my my plan once sports betting becomes legal is to basically just do whatever they say because they win a lot. <laughs> and 
I'm trying to make a couple bucks there that we way. go. Hey, it's John Michael again. <laughs> Speaking of the tweeter, did you see Chiefsaholic on the tweeter? This guy is a Chiefs super fan, but he was robbing banks to pay for his trips. He went to every game, mm. but now he's in jail. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I don't because I... the picture of the Chiefsaholic and the picture of the bank robber, their mask did not match. Mm. So I don't know if that's true, but it is a fun thought. Interesting. Zebra, I think you need a writer, a composer, <laughs> and an executive producer. And a brain. Wow. Like, maybe like a video editor. 20 producers also. Mm. Please. Thank Ouch. you. Ouch. Wow. Through the Come on now. In lifted pickup truck. Uh-huh. Or the hills we go. Uh-huh. Looking for a buck. No, I was nervous there. I was very nervous. I didn't nervous. know where that was going to go. Uh, I'm not a hunter. Okay. So I don't I don't really know. Are you a gatherer? <laughs> I don't really gather much either. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Jeff from New Richmond. Oh, it's just Jeff. Uh, I do the uh, W ride sharing company anymore, and uh, the Uber name was Stale. So oh, anyway, man. I just wanted to check in with you guys. Uh, wish you all. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Jeff and uh, New Richmond. Listening to the show as always, and go Bearcats, go Bengals, who day? Jeff, thank you, Jeff. Jeff, have a good everything, New Richmond. Oh, that was our last one. I love the fact that Jeff can just he can go in any different direction. He's a very versatile talkbacker. By the way, this is a direct quote: Ohio State fans be tripping. They don't claim me. I don't claim them. Ohio State fans be tripping. They disown me. I went to Bama. When I graduate, I have graduated from Bama. Facts. So don't try to claim Jamison Williams. He done, He posted a picture with Garrett Wilson after the game. Mm-hmm. They had a jersey swap. That's not, He just respects Garrett Wilson. He's not yeah, an Ohio friends. State thing. They're friends. He doesn't claim the Buckeyes. He don't have to claim the Buckeyes. I'm claiming them. Say it again. Ohio State fans be tripping. <laughs> Truer words have never been spoken. Yeah, we'll be I mean, back. Yeah. Since he 360 on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. I wanted to know. I've so, uh, been a loyal listener of yours for a long time. Um, unfortunately, after Monday's show and your producers hate for UC and his just just his garbage that he spews about Cincinnati fans and. You know, he, he's an outsider tone. We all, all right. understand that. All right. Um, but I don't value his opinion. Mm. His opinion sucks. Wow. And uh, he sucks. So until you get a new producer tone, Papal is out. Wow. Man. Man, oh, man. Cincy 360 got better today without Papal as a loser. Wow. No so, more Papal. I, I, I kind of came – he sent me some talkbacks the other day, and he was taking shots at me, mm. and – he has constantly mm. taken shots at me since he started being a talkbacker. Um, and so when, when somebody goes back at him, all of a sudden it's a problem, and he's got to leave. And so I just wanted to be fully transparent. 
um, and play that because I did honestly miss it earlier. Wow. And I went back and double-checked during the break. Uh, so I wasn't just holding that out. That actually was mm. one that I that I missed along with – there was one from uh, Slick Willie oh. that did not transcode. Oh, and They were at the same Willie. time, so I missed it. So Willie, Willie, Willie. Um, yeah. So I, I'm I'm uh, very happy to see Pat Ball go. All right. Well, uh, you know, I I hate losing anyone when we're at you know what are we at sixty eight, sixty nine listeners now. Yeah. Listen, we'll find a way. Uh, we have a we, feeling we'll get it. We'll uh, we'll get it on without Pat Ball. We always have. We found a way. We'll continue to push on. Mm-hmm. You know, there um, was a there's a, a great quote from the the show House of Cards. Okay. I don't know if you've heard it. Uh, heard of the show? I've heard of the show. Uh, Frank Underwood says that the road to the top is paved with hypocrisy. And casualties. Wow. And I think that's fitting here. That is uh, that is so well said. Mm-hmm. This is Cincy 360. Uh, one more break. We'll get to a phone call when we come back. ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. ESPN. I was wondering if you could play that song again. Mmm. Which one, man? The one that goes beep, boop, boop, bop, beep. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome back, ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. Uh, this is Cincy 360. Uh, real quick, uh, let's get to our guy uh, calling in, Dick from Dayton, giving us a call to finish off hour number two. Dick, what's going on? Oh, hey, Tony. Hey, Austin. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year! Yes, sir. But I got one thing to say, Tony. Go Bengals! They yes, worried sir. me. They worried me Sunday, but I said to my friend, and I said, Joe Burrow will find magic or Halloween magic to win the game. <laughs> well, that that's, that seems to be a uh, a recurring theme: Joe Burrow finding magic in these games. Yes, and 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 I think uh, too. You know, I I I look for you know if they played their cards right. They could possibly maybe win three or four games. Yeah, I think. I, I think that's that's easily on the table. I would think four games could be on the table with how well this team is currently yes. playing. A lot to uh, to look forward to as the Cincinnati Bengals hit the uh, the holiday stretch here. Yes, yes. Well, always a pleasure, guys. Thanks, Dick. Thanks, Dick. You're welcome. You know, I think we're just overlooking the fact of how nice it's going to be on Christmas Eve to just be able to flip on the Bengals game. I think the last time that happened, they beat the Detroit Lions. Mm. I think there was another one, uh, a bad one in uh, Denver. Mm, bad one. The Brad St. Louis game. Yeah. Mm. I got to say this, too. I think Brad St. Louis is in jail now. <laughs> I have to say, uh, made the announcement yesterday that on Thursday night, I am, uh, I'm welcoming one and all that listens to, uh, to Cincy 1530. ESPN 1530. Cincy ESPN. Fifteen thirty to join us. Mm-hmm. Where are they joining us, Austin? Augies. Augies. That's where you're joining us. Uh, I do a B Dubs appearance till about six. After that, I am simply picking up my wife and we're heading down. So I would expect to be there about six thirty. Mm-hmm. Love to see anyone that can make it. Austin's going to be there because he was promised appetizers and a free bucket of beer. And I was told a Christmas gift. And a Christmas gift. Shoot, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> So we uh, we have our Christmas party Thursday night at Augie's. Looking forward to that. 
Mo Egger's having a separate Christmas party. Yeah. I'm not even going to say the name of where they're at. Well, he apparently he's got multiple because he's got today right, he's at got the today. Moreline Logger House. That's all he does. This guy then, has more Christmas parties than Chris Kringle himself. And then there's uh, an email that was sent out. And now I, I, we're full transparency. People. Full yeah. transparency on this show. He throws this email out mm-hmm. knowing that we are going to Augie's on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. And he invites everyone, and then next to the name of the invitees, he put the odds of them actually showing up. Right. You're at plus 4,000 right now. Mm-hmm. I am at plus 10 million, I think that looks like. <laughs> yes. I can is. tell you if You're... you can find odds on this, I'm giving you the, 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 the easiest Vegas insider you can. Bet on it, because I won't be there. <laughs> 10 million to one, whatever that pays out, whatever you got to throw down, I won't make it happen. Mm. I will be at Augie's Thursday night. As I was told by you during the commercial break, that number should be higher because I'm loyal to Augie's. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm also loyal to these listeners, Austin, mm. who I look forward to seeing, for, seeing or hearing from on, uh, on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And when we come back, phone lines are open, 513-749-1530. Cincy 360 going into hour number three on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. ESPN 1530. This is Cincy Shirts, Cincy 360, about Cincinnati, from Cincinnati. Sponsored in part by Cincy Shirts. Cincy Shirts, all Cincy, all day. This is ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. I asked myself, would you give your life for Joe Burrow? Because he gave his life for you. Answer the question. Hour number three, Cincy 360, right here on ESPN 1530. We are Cincinnati Sports Station. Uh, one more hour to go here. We are a service of our good friends at uh, Cincy Shirts. And, and mm-hmm. I have to say, while, while we have a second here, Cincy Shirts today, Austin. Yes. They have a small run of the They Gotta Play Us tie-dye hoodies. This has become the Bengals rallying cry. The mantra. The mantra. Put it on a shirt. Cincy Shirts has. It is the They Gotta Play Us tie-dye hoodies. Get that last-minute gift. And uh, with promo code SNOWDAYS, one word, S-N-O-W-D-E-Y-S, that's going to get you 20% off gift cards from now until January 1st. That's any of the uh, three Cincy Shirts retail locations, Hyde Park, OTR, Fort Mitchell. Uh, any shirt that's out of stock, you can get right there on the spot, so you're guaranteed to get that shirt that you have been uh, have been dreaming to get. I just retweeted a photo of the uh, the tie dye they got to play us hoodies. They're very sharp. Would you would you call them at this point fire? Oh, absolute gasoline. Gasoline. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gasolina. Okay. I there see that the Argentina. Yes. Nice. By the way, I, I just saw a, a stat: an estimated four million in the streets of Buenos Aires right now. Four million. That's pretty good. Before we get back to the Cincinnati Bengals, let's take uh, some phone calls here. We have uh, Coleman calling in. Coleman, what's up? Tony, how's it going, man? Happy holiday, guys. Happy holidays. I want to see how you guys feel about this. You know, I, I'm a longtime listener, diehard Bearcat fan. But this quarterback situation, I, let me, let me, I digress. We're going into the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Without a quarterback. Yes. Unfortunately, long gone are the days where you have a guy who can sit for two years or three years and get him ready. Yep. I'm sorry for Prater. We just, that's not how it works anymore. 
you almost have to be ready to take the field when you come out of high school. And he's not ready. Well, you have to have that, or you, you now do what a lot of colleges do, and they just they hit up the transfer portal because they feel like they can get guys that have been in the college system for a year or two and are much more acclimated to that. Yeah, that has to happen. And I hate saying that he would probably be better because he's a talented and athletic individual at another position. Mm-hmm. It, it hurts me to even say that. But he is not the answer, nor was the quarterback before him who got hurt. I know he has some potential, but he also looked like most of the time deer in headlights. Sure. And, Tony, you know as a quarterback, when you enter the huddle, you have to ooze confidence out of your pores. Not like, well, let's okay, guys, let's, let's see if this works. Sure. <laughs> no. Well, That's not going to work in the Big 12. Well, I, I, you know, I, what I've learned, you know, th- this team at the end of the day could very well have four offensive skill players drafted in Leonard Taylor, Josh Wiley, Trey Tucker, and uh, Tyler Scott. And at times, I would say most of the time, this offense left you wanting more. I, I circle that back to the quarterback position. Uh, I don't think the quarterback play was anywhere near where it needed to be or should have been this year. And it look, it goes to show you, you can have all the talent in the world on a roster. You have to have the quarterback position at an elite level or you're not going to compete for championships. Stay what you want uh, about Georgia. Stetson Bennett was in the Heisman uh, finals this year. C.J. Stroud. Caleb Williams, you look at TCU's rise this year, Max Duggan is, is behind that. If you want to make any noise in college football, you better be able to play at the quarterback level. And, uh, and I don't know if that's currently on the roster at the University of Cincinnati. Real quick, Tony, let's comment on that. At least I wanted to see at the, from the beginning of the season to the end some improvement right. at the position. Right. They're at least supposed to get better. There was no improvement. I, I don't. Eighth game, he, he didn't look any better. He did for the second game. Yeah, and I, I, do, just I just don't think I don't think there was any um, any signs throughout the season that they would be okay if they kept things as is next year. And I think with that being said, you've got to make the decision. You've got to go hit the portal. And again, it's 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 attractive, but it's attractive in the portal in a way that you can say, look. We're going into the Big 12, and you're not coming here to sit. You're coming here to start and be our quarterback. So you can go get yeah. some of those high-caliber uh, portal potential guys because you can promise them an opportunity to play in the the Power 5 and in the Big 12, and I think that's what the Bearcats have to do, unfortunately. All right, Tony. Appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Let's uh, get one more. We've got Calvin uh, as well. Calvin, what's up? Hey, Tony. Austin, how you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good, Calvin. Doing all right. I uh, want to say uh, I'm not going to be able to make Augie's on Thursday night. I'm going to be a little busy. I'm a rideshare driver. I wanted to make sure that anybody who's listening, who's planning on going out Thursday and celebrating, please celebrate responsibly. Yes. Make sure you call a ride. Call a cab. Don't be out on the roads, especially if it's going to be wet and snowy. Let's keep safe and, and say Cincy 360 all year. I love it. Calvin, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you very much. That is a, a great point there, Austin. Yeah, I'm going to be out of there by 830. There you go. On Thursday. There you I'm go. Gone, so. Sure. <laughs> He's right, though. No, that is, uh, that's that's 100% right, especially this time of the year. Um, don't be stupid. Tony, did you see we've got some breaking news? Oh, uh, what's this? Please. Yep, break it down. Let's go. 
FC Cincinnati 2023 regular season schedule has just been released. Come on now. They get things started at home February 25th in the opener against Man, the Houston quick. Dynamo. The Dynamo. Take three out of the next four on the road. Ooh. Orlando in Orlando. Okay. Back home against Seattle. Bring it. Before they go to Chicago, to Nashville. Mm. And then in the month of April, they're home against Miami, home against the Philadelphia Union. They travel to St. Louis before coming back home against the Portland Timbers. They finish finish the month of April at the New England Revolution. Okay. How about this? Three straight home games to start the month of May. Let's go. D.C. United, C.F. Montreal, and the big one, May 20th. The Hell is Real rivalry returns to TQL Stadium against Columbus Uh Crew. uh They finish out the month of May on the road at Colorado and at New York City FC. Back at home against Chicago on June 3rd. At Vancouver, June 10th. Home against Toronto, June 21st. And uh, another uh, star-studded second half of the schedule. They go to Columbus for the second part of the Hell is Real rivalry on August 20th. They finish their season at home October 21st against Atlanta United. Which one of those teams will Messi be playing for? Uh, there have been, you know, rumors of Messi and Inter Miami being linked to one another. Inter Miami comes to Cincinnati on April 1st. Now, I saw there was a picture. I doubt that's going to happen. What, wasn't there a, an FC player? Didn't he get a picture with Messi after the game? Yeah, Luciano Acosta. Do you he's think there's a, any he, recruiting? He's an Argentinian, and uh, he has a lot of friends on the team. And uh, Lucho went to the World Cup and, and experienced the final, and, and uh, he got a photo with Messi. I would, ima- I would imagine they've, they've crossed paths before. Do you think? Um, uh, I mean, we we've seen this organization go all in, right? I, I don't see why you know in that moment, if you're Luciano Acosta, why you don't at least say, "Hey, right, uh, listen, are you open to this? Uh, you can have my spot, Messi. yeah, <laughs> sure. I come off the bench." Um, Austin, let me ask you a question that I I talked a little bit about it yesterday. Uh, how significant is the Sam Hubbard injury news right now to this team? I think it's pretty big. Well, here's the deal. Um, If it's Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson's back, I don't think it's big. Okay. Because I thought Joseph Osai played really well on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Recovered a fumble, caused an interception, was all over the backfield making plays. He's, He's got an unbelievable motor. The biggest weakness, in my opinion, of this team right now is in the secondary. But the pass rush, including DJ Reader, Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendrickson, Joseph Osai, B.J. Hill, name them. Whoever's been in there has had had an impact. When the pass rush is there, you can hide a flaw in the secondary. The pass rush really wasn't there in the first half against Tampa, and Tom Brady looked like Tom Brady of old, as opposed to the second half when they found a way to get pressure on Tom Brady. If Sam Hubbard is out and Trey Hendrickson are out, that is substantial in the pass rush efforts for the Cincinnati Bengals, which then puts more pressure on on the back end of that defense that is not going to have at any point for the rest of the season Cheeto Awuzie back there. Because So the Sam Hubbard injury is significant. It's more significant the longer Trey Hendrickson misses. I I, I think it's 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 going to be very interesting to watch. And I don't think it I don't think it's necessary this week 
because there's not much about Mac Jones and the Patriots' offensive uh, passing game that worries you. But that next game would. Uh, could you name me two New England Patriot receivers, Austin? Uh, Jacoby Myers. Yeah, we know him. throw that he had. He's a quarterback. Um, after that, I honestly don't know if I could. <laughs> so I, I think you can get by this week without both of them. Going forward, you need him back. And I know that, that the thought is Sam Hubbard will be back before the playoffs. Do we know anything else about Trey Hendrickson at this point? I know they didn't put him on IR. Mm-hmm. He was Zach Taylor was very hopeful. We haven't heard from Zach Taylor yet this week. Uh, I would imagine that that would be an update that a lot of people are waiting for. Yeah, and I, I kind of talked about this yesterday, too, where I, I think it is kind of a built-in advantage. First of all, we know the Bengals want the number one seed, and they will play for the number one seed. But also, if you know, let's say Jacksonville wins on Thursday night, if you know for sure you're going to the playoffs – and the confidence that this team has, yeah. it does kind of provide you a little bit of, mm-hmm. you know, breathing room there to get healthy before even Buffalo, before yeah. trying to rush somebody back, especially on a short week on the road. Um, so I think that kind of is something to keep an eye on too. That maybe you know, if there's anybody who's on the fringe there, then if Jacksonville wins, maybe not at full strength against New England. There's a lot of at this time of the year scoreboard watching. And Thursday night is obviously that because if the Jets lose, the Bengals clinch a playoff spot. And the Jets very well could lose because Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence are playing about as well as you could right now. Mm-hmm. There are other games of note as well that Bengals fans can pay attention to. The Bills travel to Chicago to take on the Bears. Uh, the Saints are still trying to win their division. Uh, they got the Cleveland Browns. Are you worried at all? Are we done with the Tennessee Titans? I feel kind of done with the Tennessee Titans. I I don't see them recovering from the way that they are. I think it would be kind of interesting to see Jacksonville win that division, uh, really, to be honest. But I don't know exactly how it's going to work out. By the way, a couple of those games you're referring to, Field Yates, ESPN, tweeted out the current estimates for the feels-like temperature at kickoff. Bills at Bears, minus 11 degrees. I feel like that's an advantage for Chicago. They right. run the ball a lot better than Buffalo. Yes. Seahawks at the Chiefs is negative six degrees. That is a game of note for a lot of Bengal fans Another as well. Another similar situation. The Seahawks have done a great job running the football this year. Mm-hmm. Saints at the Browns, negative nine degrees. Welcome Questions back around to Nick Cleveland, Chubb. Andy Dalton. Uh, Texans at the Titans is five degrees. That's, you know, home cooking for Tennessee. Falcons at Ravens, 7 degrees, and uh, Raiders-Steelers, 50 years and one day to the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, minus 4 in Pittsburgh. Wow. Uh, All of those games that you just mentioned will be played on Christmas Eve, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. Yes. Uh, Christmas Day, you get Packers, Dolphins, Broncos, Rams, Bucks, Cardinals, and then on Monday, you'll get Chargers, Colts. Chargers play in a lot of primetime games. Because they have Justin Herbert. Uh, I don't know if you've heard that. Yeah, he's quarterback, right? Yes. I was told, or I wasn't told, I read today that um, the the NFL is waiting until this weekend to determine who gets flexed for Sunday night football in week 17. Okay. Uh, So look for a flex coming as well. And obviously we're still waiting on uh, week 18, Bengals-Ravens. I mentioned uh, earlier in the show about bowl game gifts. Just nothing is jumping out this year. You talk about the bowl games being down, the gifts are being down as well. 
Right now, the NCAA allows each bowl gift, uh, each bowl to award 550 worth of gifts to 125 participants per school. Uh, so schools can also buy additional packages with like gear and clothes and things like that. Um, but right now, one of the winners, the Valero Alamo Bowl. Yeah. You get an Apple iPad, That's a Fossil cool. Watch, $100 Best Buy gift card, panoramic team photo, and a mini helmet. That's cool. I'd be happy with that. How about the Little, little Caesars Bowl? A little disappointing a, really here. I really want an iPad. Is that what you got me for Christmas? Oh, I can't talk about it. Okay. Um, a timely watch, a leather travel sports bag, and a football. How can free pizza not be involved in the Little Caesars Bowl? <laughs> a, leather, a leather travel sports bag is interesting. The Russell Athletics Bowl, Yeah. they said, screw all the gifts. We'll just give everyone a $420 Best Buy gift card and a watch. It's kind of a good idea. You could do some stuff with 420 bucks at Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Taxslayer.com Bowl. Yeah, get your taxes done for free. Nope. You get a fossil watch, you get a dome hat, you get a mercury garment bag and carry-on bag, and a football. Football, because these guys don't have enough. Weak. R&L Carriers Bowl. Yeah. Beats by Dre Headphones. Nice. Fossil watch. Nice. Oakley backpack. Yes. And finally. That's pretty good. The Hyundai Sun Bowl. You get a car? Nope. Oh. A watch. Yeah. A majestic fleece. A lot of watches. A top of the world cap. Neat. How about this? A coin. And a Helen of Troy hair dryer. You have to help me with that. Is that a big name brand? It says it says there's something about a Lane Kiffin coach team getting hair dryers at a bowl that makes me chuckle. <laughs> so All right. Um that those are all the ones I can see. There there's no other information provided, but now I'm very interested in a Helen of Troy hair dryer. I mean, what are we is that like top of the, the line? Is it, I mean, what do we, I guess I just don't, I'm looking don't understand up. why that's a gift. I mean, a Helen of Troy hairdryer on Amazon. Yeah, what's that going for? Um, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like 35 bucks. I don't know if that's like, I'm very confused. Yeah, I am baffled. Baffled by why you give out a hairdryer. Anyway, uh, let's get to a break because Helen of Troy. yeah, now I, I've I've completely lost all momentum for the show. Uh, this is kind of the part where we officially fall off the rails. Speaking of off the rails, Austin, Helen of Troy, not Ohio though. Of off the rails, you want to talk about the ship and the seas getting a little rocky? Mm-hmm. Start listening into some Kentucky post game shows because Kentucky did not play well on Saturday night. Thirty one ninety nine brush iron. <laughs> Helen of Troy. Kentucky, uh, they played at Madison Square Garden against UCLA. Straightener for thirty four ninety five. And uh, UCLA did not play very well in this game. And yet, at the end of it all, UCLA pretty much won going away. This game was close for much of the game, but UCLA wins 63-53. to A 53-point performance at Madison Square Garden. You can imagine that the folks around Big Blue Nation were not happy. <laughs> I want to play a call in that they got on the uh, the Kentucky Sports Radio Network when we come back. And so good. Maybe you'll appreciate the fans we have here just a little more. Cincy 360, a service of Cincy Shirts on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Jen. Welcome back, Cincy 360. 
as we are nearing an appearance from Mo Agar, Austin. The Eggman. And I can't I can't even imagine the excitement that he's going through right now preparing for the Christmas party at the uh it's most probably, happy probably hour. Probably struggling today. to focus with all those elves running around. Right. See, they're gonna give away gifts during Reindeer the break. It's gonna be roof. a big thing. It's gonna be a big thing. What kind of gifts do you think they got? I don't know. Hopefully it's uh did you see the gifts that they gave away here for the holiday party? No. That's I good. Didn't, I didn't get one, but apparently, uh, you know, there's some, there's don't a worry. Cu- there's a couple of them like uh on I, I did see what they were, but oh, th- there's a couple of them on a couple salespeople's desk. Yeah. Seg somehow got two you know, of them because he gets two of everything. What he's the crazy like the, thing he's is like the Noah's Ark. Crazy thing is I had bought one of those for you before that even happened. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> So, Merry Christmas to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to ruin the surprise. Yeah. But you got yourself a nice little Bluetooth speaker coming your way. Man. It's going to be hard for you to, I don't know if you're trying to, but it's going to be hard for you to one up last year's. Yeah. It's pretty Christmas good. Spray. You did you did very well last year. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I want to play this, uh, this audio uh, real quick because uh, <laughs> Kentucky loses 63 to 53 and they mm-hmm. do the post game show on uh, Kentucky Sports Radio. Uh, a widely popular show, a very it's good huge, show. Huge, huge yeah, show. Unbelievable. And uh, as you can imagine, Big Blue Nation was not happy about two things. One, dropping to 7-3 and three on the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, the way in which they dropped to 7-3 and three on the season, a 53-point performance. Um, Oscar Shibway just 8 points, 16 rebounds. And I know this isn't a, a Kentucky show, but I, I do want to say this. Um if you watch Kentucky play, it's very odd. Oscar Shibway is one that kind of wants like post touches and to, to be able to play that way. Xavier Wheeler doesn't provide much playmaking opportunities at the point guard position. He can't shoot. The rest of the team feels like they want to get up and down and start running a little bit. And through all of this, it, it just doesn't mesh with what they're doing on the court. C.J. Frederick who has had big expectations going into the year, played six minutes in that game the other night, didn't even get off a shot attempt. Uh, There's a lot of questions right now on Lexington, and it led to this call-in on the show. Uh, I'd like to get a message to Coach Cal, if you don't mind, and Billy, you might want to watch the volume. Can, can y'all get a message to him for me? Well, I think he's listening right now, actually, on the flight back home. So, yeah, he, you can talk directly to him. We're ready. Great. Hey, Cal. I love you, buddy. <laughs> I am was thrilled that you came here. Was thrilled with the success you had. But let me tell you something. Even in the regular season, man. Uh oh. Wearing a Kentucky jersey means something to a lot of people in this state. Is that John Michael? If you cannot get your team ready to play against a game like this on national TV, then you better just stand off and give it to somebody else. <laughs> My grandfather. My, his father before him, my dad, and when I'm trying to pass on to my sons and my, my nieces and nephews, etc., this was not what we were looking for. Stop telling us that regular season and SEC tournament don't mean a thing, mm. and you go into the NCAA and you get your butt whooped in the first half? How about this, Cal? Uh-oh. How about you take this approach? Every game means something, gentlemen. Every game. Let's go out there and play as hard as we can. I don't care about your draft status. I don't care about what you were ranked in high school. Wearing the Kentucky jersey means something every single game. 
thank you all very much. I really do appreciate you letting me vent a little bit. Thank you. Cal, that message for you, that was doing good. (laughs) Please. The fact that he was able to yell at the end and then say, Thank you all. Thank you all for letting me vent. Man. And the the guy at the end, I apologize, I don't know his name, but when he says... uh, and we'll be right back. He says, <laughs> just right. Hold on a second. I really do appreciate you letting me vent a little bit. Cal, Thank that you. message for you. Cal, that message for you. <laughs> that was doing good. And we'll be right back. <laughs> oh, I can't oh. take it. Oh, I know. This is what I want from Ken and the Lex. Yeah. On our show. Yep. He should have made that call going after Elliot today. Ken, you're welcome to vent. On yes. our show, anytime we you welcome want. anybody to vent. Yeah, at any point in time. Look, we we heard uh, Papaw vent earlier. Yeah, look, my uh, my grandpa is a diehard and has been a diehard Kentucky fan for as long as I can remember. And uh, I'm telling you, they take their basketball seriously. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot that echo that same sentiment about John Calipari right there. The guy can recruit his tail off. Mm-hmm. He can sell you anything you want, but at some point, you've got to be able to coach in these big games. And uh, if you just look at the talent that has went through there and the players in the NBA that are playing at an all-star level that have been at Kentucky together, and the fact that they haven't won more titles is baffling. I mean, Devin Booker came off the bench at Kentucky. He's one of the best players in the NBA. Got to get some stuff figured out down there in in the Bluegrass State. Mm. And my old Kentucky home. (laughs) You can. You've got that explosion, and then you've got Louisville, who I think has won one basketball game this year. <laughs> I mean, we have been spoiled, right? Mm. <laughs> Throughout the college basketball landscape. I'm sorry, Louisville's 2-9. and nine. Oh, nice. They're on, I believe, a little bit of a two-game heater. They have beat uh, Western Kentucky and uh, FM, FAMU. That would be FAMU. FAMU. Florida... Something. Atlantic, uh, Michigan University. Yeah, I think so. Um, they play Lipscomb tonight with a chance to go three for three. But think of this. There's been years, Austin. Louisville, Kentucky, Dayton, NKU, UC, Xavier, all in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Right state. What does that look like this year? Ohio State. We can add Ohio State to that. Oh, thanks, Tom. Louisville's not going to make it this year. UC's got a lot of work to do to make it this year. NKU's going to have to win the horizon. Dayton is in all sorts of shambles. It's a little bit of a down year for the uh, the tri-state area in college hoops. Well, the Norris will lead us out of it. Okay. Uh, should we take one more break? Uh, yeah, we need, yeah, we need to take another break. We'll here. do that here. Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of our friends at Cincy Shirts. If you've had COVID, you can get it again. And next time, it could be worse, especially for those 50 or older with a chronic condition. An updated vaccine gives you better protection from COVID's worst outcomes. Find COVID vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. We can do this. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Okay, okay. Welcome back. Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Service of our friends at... uh, at Cincy Shirts. Look, I, I can't stress this enough. Uh, if you're like me and you're you're struggling, you're limping down the stretch, you need a last-minute Christmas gift, and you got the the snow the, the storm coming on Thursday and Friday, and you got to make something happen, there's three retail locations. 
You can go into the store. They can print them right there for you. It just takes a couple minutes. Um, including, Cincy shirts. Including Pike for Heisman. Yes. Including Cincy 360. Yes. Including. Dumping them. Dumping them. All of that. Sprinkle, um, sprinkle, drip, drip. Whether you want Cincinnati football, they got a ton of zoo. They got the Christmas collection. Uh, By the skyline. way. Skyline. I'm sorry. No. Please. No. I was, I was totally off topic. No, you. I mean, you. You've got some I, some I, UC player shirts. I. You got the Bengal. I mean, there's there's a lot. Just go to CincyShirts.com. That shirt you're wearing today is that a Cincy shirt? Yes. Yes. The yes. Christmas tree cakes. Yes. So good. Yeah, the little Debbies. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get any better than that. By the way, I got a, a phone call over the break. Yes, for a sponsor uh, from John Michael. Oh, he was calling back to let us know that um, his mom brushes his hair. And she uses a Helen of Troy oh. uh, blow dryer, and he said his hair feels great. He loves it. Afterwards, you put a pick in it, do the whole nine yards. So, oh. uh, a great, you know, obviously, a, uh, John Michael loves it. So, Man, well, there it is. That's for you, Scott. Uh, before we get to, uh, to a quick break and, and bring on Mo Egger, we, uh, we do have some breaking news that uh, Paul Daner Jr. Is, uh, is reporting. Austin, do you want to? To share that. Yeah, Paul Daner Jr. of The Athletic is uh, tweeting out two minutes ago that the uh, he says, while the injury to Sam Hubbard leaves the Bengals shorthanded at edge over the next few weeks, they might just be getting a boost in exchange. There is optimism. Defensive end Trey Hendrickson will return Saturday at New England per a source. That according to Paul Daner Jr. of The Athletic. At the same time, when you're thinking about counting these games in the AFC North, Jamison Hensley covers the Baltimore Ravens, friend of the show. He tweeted out, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson was not present during media viewing portion of today's practice. That would mark the seventh consecutive practice that mm. Lamar Jackson has missed. So mm. could be uh, in uh, in favor of the Bengals there with Hendrickson probably coming back. This, uh, this kind of goes hand-in-hand with what I was just talking about in the, the sense that uh, losing Hubbard is magnified if you don't have Hendrickson. Mm-hmm. But if you have Hendrickson and then you put Osai on the other side, I know it's 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 a loss not having Hubbard out there, but it's not as substantial as a loss, especially against a team that, that doesn't bode well with a true passing attack. Let's get to our last break. Let's come back. Let's uh, let's hear the excitement in his voice. Oh, yeah. Mo Egger. Eggman. From the Moorline Lager House. It's Mo's happy hour. It's Mo's Christmas party. All Burger of the above. Tuesday. Can't wait to hear from our guy, Maurice, when we come back. A service of Cincy Shirts. We are Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. Cincinnati Sports Station. It's time for Cincy 360 Quick Hits on ESPN 1530. All right, here we go. Cincy 360, a service of Cincy Shirts. You can hear the noise, the anticipation in the background. It's Moe's Christmas party. It's Moe's happy hour at the Moorline Lager House. Moe, what's going on? Tony, how are you? What's happening? What's new? Talk to me. Moe, can you just explain? We've been building up your Christmas party for the last hour. Can you explain what's going to be happening today at the Moorline Lager House? Well, a, a lot of the things that you normally come to expect on a Tuesday here, we're broadcasting from uh, 3 o'clock until 6. Tuesday means we've got the, the $5 happy hour menu from 3 to 6. That includes uh, your Moorline drafts, includes your well drinks, includes appetizers. Uh, we've also got the $8 full-size burgers. That goes all night tonight. You know, let's be honest. Uh, the, the deeper into this week we go, like I'm thinking like by, by about 3 o'clock today, Ooh. even if you are going to work, yep tomorrow or Thursday or Friday, this is when you start to check out, right? 
everybody's going to be mailing it in. Uh, let's be honest with you. I'm going to be mailing it in. So mail it in with me. Come on out. We've got uh, $100 Moreline Lager House gift cards. Wow. That's good. Now think about that. Wow. $100 Moreline Lager House gift cards. They have $8 full-size burgers. Whew. You could take that gift card. You could buy 10 burgers. 11. And then you have $20 for a tip. Wow. We've got uh, Moreline Lager House beer steins. They're giving away uh, mug, club mug club memberships mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. We've got swag. It's it's really unbelievable here at the Moreline Lager House. From a guest standpoint, from a content standpoint, even though you are kind of one foot out the door, what else do you have on the show? Well, of course, our guy Paul Daner Jr. joins us every single Tuesday. Uh, no exception. He'll be with us to, uh, to talk all things Bengals. I have a pair of different Bengals things I want to talk about kind of once Paul leaves. Let's uh, let's talk the state of UC football post-Fenway Bowl. I, I think we've we've got to do that. Let's discuss the uh, New England Patriots, who are obviously going to be here, because there is one thing about this team that uh, does scare me. We've got a college basketball game tonight with Xavier taking on Seton Hall. You'll hear Sean Miller in advance of Xavier's first home Big East game, and uh, a lingering thought or two on the passing of uh, Tom Browning as well. There is also the news, and you mentioned Paul Daner Jr. kicking things off. He just reported that there is optimism that Trey Hendrickson will return Saturday against New England. How important is that? Obviously, with the Sam Hubbard news that he um, will will not be there the next couple weeks. Well, it, I I look at it less from the standpoint of the the Patriots game. I need I need him back on the field for Buffalo because mm-hmm. of what Josh Allen can do, and and certainly if we assume that Lamar at least has a, a really good chance to play, I guess uh, assuming that Ravens game means something. Uh, for, for what they want to try to do with uh, Lamar Jackson. But, look, they're, they're dealing with some attrition up there, right? So one guy goes out, you need the other guy back, and this team's depth has been tested. I read a piece this morning sort of examining some of the other options for the Bengals on the defensive line that they could go get maybe in free agency. None of those guys are Trey Hendrickson. So if you're Correct. getting me Trey back this week, sign me up for that. Let me ask you a very simple question. I know you're going to talk about Bearcats football. Going into the Big 12, is the starting quarterback for next year's opener on the current roster? No. I agree. No. Um, but I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Ben and Evan if the other comes back. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes. Ben Bryant can still come back if you're Evan Prater. No way they're both back. It doesn't feel like it, right? And... Look, Evan brings a lot to the table athletically. If your idea is to compete in the Big 12 next season, acknowledging that Evan was sort of set up to fail on Saturday because of all the guys who weren't available and everything with the coaching change, he doesn't look the part right now of a Big 12 quarterback. Um, And so if if you're going to go into next season, you're going to play an ACC school in Pittsburgh, obviously the Miami game, an FCS opponent, and then, you know, God knows what in the Big 12. If you're going to try to be competitive immediately – I don't know that you can do that right now with with Evan. I, I just I I haven't I haven't seen it. And then Ben Ben played unevenly this year. Now maybe yeah. he still gets better, but in this day and age, when you can go and get a quarterback in the portal, and by the way, Kentucky got a lot better quarterback in the portal today. Um, I I I tend to think that the best the the best case scenario for the Bearcats at QB involves somebody who who wasn't on the team this year. Could not agree more. Let's uh, let's get to some uh, some money making for that last holiday rush with Locks of the Night. Hey, Degenerates. 
Shirts, it's time for Locks of the Night. Yes. Presented by Cincy Shirts. Visit any of their three stores in Hyde Park, OTR, and Dixie Highway in Northern Kentucky. And always online at CincyShirts.com. Now, let's make you some money. Mo, it's very simple. It's wash, it's rinse, it's repeat. Us getting off to a fast start in Locks of the Night to start the weeks. We gave you the Packers. I dug as deep as to give you South Florida over Hofstra last night. <laughs> Both of those hit. You're off to a great start. Uh, you got some college football bowl games today. You've got some college basketball. I'm looking at a game right now. The red hot New York Knicks Do? hosting the Steph Curryless Golden State Warriors. What's on your uh, your agenda tonight for locks? Well, I'm going to start with that game. The Knicks are laying five and a half points. I don't know that I love that. They've been really good on the road here recently. Bing they have won seven consecutive <laughs> games. But I found a player prop that I don't think reflects current usage rate. That's Quentin Grimes. I can get him over four and a half rebounds. He has had five or more in four of his last five, seven of ten. Uh, the Warriors tonight, no Steph Curry. Doesn't look like they're going to have Andrew Wiggins. This is a team that you can out-rebound. This is a team that Quentin Grimes is going to grab more than four and a half rebounds against. Give me that player prop. I think Dayton starts to get right. They're oh. playing an Alcorn State team. This is a time of year you start to look at some of these teams from, like, the SWAC, and they've been playing nothing but road games. We're nearing the end of that, getting close to Christmas. Fatigue sets in. Give me Dayton first half. Minus 11 and a half. And I think the best team in college basketball that I've watched this season, Tony, is UConn. Yes. Uh, Connecticut and Xavier, obviously here coming up very, very soon. Huskies laying 23 against the Georgetown team that I think offensively did as well as you could ever expect. Xavier's not good defensively. Bing bong! Um, <laughs> I, I do think the Musketeers, from an offensive standpoint, have very few peers in college basketball. I don't think Georgetown can repeat what they did on offense. I like UConn tonight. I will lay the uh, 23 and a half points. And I'm going to go ahead and take Xavier as well. This is not a okay. very good Seton Hall team. They really struggle to score. They can turn you over, and they can lock you down. But they're also one of the most foul-prone teams in college basketball. I've got a foul-prone team that's not good offensively on the road against a team that can outscore you. I'm taking the Musketeers at home tonight. I'm with you on the Muskies. I like Toledo in the Boca Raton Bowl. Um... I like them over Liberty. It's three and a half. And, uh, look, I hate to do this, Mo, but if, if you're a basketball team in the NBA and you give up 150 points, I don't see how you rebound very well mm. the next game. I like the Miami Heat, and I only got to lay four in this game tonight. I'll take the Heat against the atrocious, atrocious Chicago Bulls. I got to say something. Losers of their last four. I think that I agree with you 100% because now there's reports out there according to Shams, oh, that no. uh, Zach Levine here and you go. the Bulls are not seeing eye to eye. Oh, here oh. we go, Mo. So there's a mm. lot of drama. They call this the Knicks effect. Yeah. Well, it's and they Nick, play Mo, again here at the you, Garden here in a couple of days. Mo, you broke one of the most storied franchises in the NBA. The Knicks broke the Bulls. Yeah, not that storied. The Bulls are a storied franchise? Storied. With Michael Jordan. Yeah, Michael, Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan was storied, yes. and the Bulls were awesome when they had him. Correct. They've stunk For before the majority and after. of their existence, they've been completely irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Deal. Um, I mean, th sure. that is that is not untrue. No, Michael Jordan's the most relevant basketball player who's ever lived, maybe the most relevant American athlete who's ever lived, and so the Bulls were extremely relevant for 13 years. But not after. Before and after, who cares? By the way, Mo, real quick, I know this time of the year, there's a lot of companies and folks that, that have not spent all their budget for 2022, mm -hmm. and if you don't spend it, you lose it for 2023. Uh, gambling becomes legal in Ohio in, in January. We're still looking for a gambling show. Uh, someone can still step up to the plate. 
Uh, I am going to host a gambling broadcast on some level at some point this year. Yes. Where it's going to be, who it's going to be for, I have no idea. But it's going to uh, happen. Would love for it to be for the company that I work for now. Sure. It's going to launch in late August. I'm going to be a part of it. I want you to be a part of it. Mm. Hopefully this company decides it, it wants to be a part of it, but I'm doing it. Here love we go. This. Love this. Mo, enjoy it. Bring me my money. <laughs> yeah. Mo, enjoy the Christmas party, and uh, we look forward to listening to the the, uh, the next three hours. All right, gentlemen. Thanks. Thanks, Mo. That's Mo Egger. I'm Tony Pike. That's Austin Elmore. Uh, thanks to our talk backers, our callers, uh, Cincy Shirts, Skyline Chili, Voke Energy. Thanks for making this show possible. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks to Elliot for that feature Oof. film. Sure, the zebra. Uh, we will do this all again tomorrow. Until then, have a great rest of your Tuesday afternoon.